I don't care if you've been trying to see the Titanic and then dying all night. If you up, smash that like button. Welcome to Black and the Black Man's Affinity. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Brother. you coming to you live and direct from the Vista. Smoke me on fam with all the dank of the dank shit on my left. The oldest ninja in the world, old ninja. I have arisen from the Lazarus pit. Now I must find a detective. Here's an ear and I'm the one that you just chuck me out on the freezer post chronos. Hey, on Father's Day, you got to, you know, channel your you know, inner channel. bandit. That's all I'm saying. I got to represent the rad dad. Y'all got to watch Bluey go. if you got kids. There you go. Last but not least, rad dad for rad dude. Leave it to Batman to explain the multiverse with a bowl of fucking spaghetti. And it make all kind of sense. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. We'll get into that later. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, we got we got a jam packed show this week. I I can guarantee fucking that. Uh, Kronos, start us off with some kind of statistical analysis. All right, listener of the week would be Terry Rankin two, not to be confused with Terry Rankin one or just Terry Rankin. I'm just saying, <laughs> you might have some clones out there. He's got some. There can only be one Terry Rankin. Take care of business. Is oh. it Terry with an I or with a Y? It's with a Y. Yeah. You want to know his uh, address, too? I do. Well, What's the social security <laughs> number? Let me know. Let me know. All right. Um, well, I can't see old Ninja. Maybe he's... Oh, you know what he's eating. doing. Yeah. yeah, he's eating a fucking sandwich. We'll Fuck a minute. I'm Nobody's here. in the chat just yet. Oh, you're, you're there? Yeah, what you want, Prodigy? You got fucking mustard and mayo nut stains on your motherfucking lips and shit. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Incorrect. It's a it's a unique sauce. It's a unique sauce. Unique nut sauce. All right. Not nut sauce. You got questions, Trevor? Look, are you are you gonna pour out some type of beverage that you're not guzzling down with your motherfucking sandwich? No. No. No, not this one. He's just like bugging. All right. No, I mean y'all covered everything I think there's one y'all skipped or whatever, that. That, that person gonna get skipped again. Fuck it, we back up in here. <laughs> All right, back at it one more time. R.I.P. Um, you person. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we all, got all of you who died. <laughs> we got a whole ass of fucking shit. I, it feels like this was a jam fucking packed week. Goddamn it! <laughs> it's been. This is like a meme week. It's, it's got, yeah. the me. I already know what the meme of this month is gonna be. What's you that? Know, it's gotta be the, the goddamn submarine. The, the quotes, air quotes, submarine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Submarine um, you can't really escape from. <laughs> what, what were these rich fucks doing? They were trying to see the fucking Titanic. Was that was that what they? Yeah, they decided paid to, for. They decided to. They're take trying a, to go save Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, Blue, you're you're frozen. Your face is frozen. I just want you to let it go. Yeah. By the way, I'm just saying. Okay, you gotta so unfreeze yourself. Um, yeah, they decided to. Well, what was the name of the? Ve- I think it's called the Titan, right? The Titan yeah, is the name of the vessel. And they paid, I think it was like $200,000 or something like that to go on, ex- on an expedition to go see the Titanic. And, yeah, apparently they are lost at sea at this point. I think at this point they m- might have passed away. I don't want to speak too ill of the dead, but I'm, I'm kind of going to only because, like, the risks they took that I've, that I've read about and seen, like, how you controlled this contraption was insane. You controlled this submersible vehicle by a goddamn Logitech PlayStation controller. That's how you controlled it. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Full, full fucking stop. If I'm going to go, you know, 
however many leagues under the sea where the water's gonna literally fucking crush me. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to control it with a PlayStation controller, much less a Logitech PlayStation controller. I'm just saying, I love Logitech, but I, I'd much rather have my DualSense controller. Um, I, I don't know why they didn't have manual controls for that shit. I mean, if my life is literally in danger, I would prefer to have manual controls over something um, that's that dangerous. I what? go ahead. Here's my thing. If if you're going to do this shit, because James Cameron does this shit on a fucking Tuesday. Like, he does yeah, this shit all the time. He's a professional. Go in a, <laughs> a James Cameron level fucking sub. Don't go into janky shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had like a legit, like, this thing could have probably survived a nuclear attack sub. Yeah. And this yeah. thing was like a, a tin can. It was like fiberglass or something like that. I'm just like, what, bruh. What, what makes it even worse is that, so, like, even, if, like, say that the sub did surface, like, they can't get out. Like, it's lo- it's bolted with 16 fucking giant bolts on the outside that has to be undone from the outside, and there's no way for them to get out. So they're basically sitting in a goddamn bu- uh, fucking bubble sardine can waiting for time. What the fuck? That you paid a, a quarter of a million dollars to, to die in. Right. That's what yeah. And what, what, what I don't like is that they're they're getting so much press. Obviously, they're getting more from us, <laughs> but... Um, there was a whole, there was a, um, a refugee, um, immigrant boat that capsized off of, I think it was like, I want to say it was Italy. Mm-hmm. 800 people got, uh, yep. not, were not, not all of them were lost, but over a hundred people were lost and that gets hardly any airplay at all. But meanwhile, you get this, uh, this submarine in air quotes again with, uh, five, people with I want to say worse words because I'm trying to respect people they had unfortunate circumstances they're getting all this fucking airplay and you have people coming on now talking about how yeah it's not it wasn't safe and now they're they're calling these people adventurers they're not fucking adventurers they're rich assholes that have enough money to go you know take toys and go do shit they're not adventurers you know when they go out camping they probably go out in a yurt or some shit like that you know they're they're not fucking you know they're not even in a regular tent Probably out there si- sh- sipping champagne and shit or shooting rhinos from fucking helicopters with 50 cal machine guns. You know, like th- these are not adventurers. They're just wealthy people that have money to spare, to, to just waste. And unfortunately, this is probably going to cost their life. And that- that's fucking sad. Well, can I just say this too? This completely destroys the very American narrative you always hear of if you're rich, you're brilliant. <laughs> no, you're fucking not. You just have Not money. Necessarily. Yeah. You your rich means you have money. Period. It doesn't say anything about your intelligence, doesn't say anything about your work ethic, doesn't say anything about your character, none of that shit. And I'm not necessarily saying these folks were bad people per se, but they made some foolish ass decisions. I, Let's I mean, be fucking legit. I mean, if you put my life in danger, it's like this PlayStation Logitech controller is gonna this is your on the way out. This is up and down, <laughs> left, right. <laughs> Like there's no economic yeah. code either. <laughs> what if the fuck? What if the goddamn battery's down on that goddamn thing? Because it was wireless. It wasn't just, like plugged in. Either, so what if it just you know disconnected? Like what if just the it didn't like sync up correctly? Like there's so much shit that can go wrong with just Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like we need some manual, manual controls for that shit, or you know some kind of backup controls. But I, I guess not. Yeah. Oh, I want to. Does they even have Windows? Well, it's like uh, yeah, fucking just. There's one window. <laughs> oh, okay. There's one window or two windows. But they're two and a half miles out, underwater. Yeah, yeah. they didn't even make it there. I heard. 
Well, I mean, they're they're going to make, make it down eventually. Unfortunately. Watch it be James Cameron is the one that goes recover the no. submersible. No. That'd be crazy. Because it, it takes time to get all that shit. Like, you have to, like, yeah. it's not like you can just, like, fly that shit there. Like, yeah. that's what, you know what I mean? No, I, I mean, over time. I didn't tell you he was going to save oh, it. Eventually, he's gonna yeah. Recover the submersible. And he's going to He's gonna turn into a movie. Call it the the, the Titan, <laughs> the Titan, the rescue of Titan, oh, Voyage of the Titan. <laughs> God damn that! Yeah, uh, that that it's it's wild. It's still going on. It's not like they're gonna recover the bodies tomorrow, but it, it's no. pretty much a wrap. Yeah, that's a pretty shitty way to die. Like, I mean, hopefully they're just gonna go to sleep, you know. But mm. I'd imagine so. This, this thing is like super small, right? So it's supposed to be like a day trip, and there's no bathrooms in there. Like is, and it's like I think it's like four or five people in like this really enclosed space. Yes, five people. It's five people, yeah. and there yeah. is, there is a bathroom. There is I a guess bathroom? The bathroom. Yeah, there's a bathroom. Did you watch the little the the um, I don't know if it was Discovery or Neo Geo or whatever? They show there's a bathroom on there, but you're you're shitting and pissing in front of everybody. You don't have a private room. Okay, well, I mean, they're the way they're gonna die. I mean, they're gonna go to sleep, but they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're it's shitty knowing that you did this to yourself. And there's, well, that's, there's literally no way out. That's if they if they run out of oxygen, that's like that's the way to die. There's also a theory that the capsule could have imploded, which is a really shitty way yeah, to die. That's, that's like instant fucking death. Yeah. Uh, there's a story that they were talking about on um, stuff you should know, where there was a space no, it's not a space station, but a submerged submergible station that uh, one of the uh, one of the submarines were coming to dock and the the suction wasn't 100% connected, so when, when they opened up the capsule, the whole entire thing lost pressure, oh, and no. just pretty much everybody that was inside got, got sucked out just instantly. Like, every, like you would, like, they, it happened so fast there's no way that the person even knew that they were dead. Like, they were just, just, everything just stopped for them. But it's, it's fucking crazy last. So, like, if something like that happened to them, like, yeah, they're definitely just either bobbing around in the middle of the water, sinking to the bottom, or bobbing somewhere up on the top. In a crushed sardine can. If, yeah. you, if you watch the movie Interstellar, Matt Damon, this happens to Matt Damon's character. He doesn't link up the airlock correctly and tries to dock, and then he gets sucked out. Blowing off the mm. whole fucking... Yeah, but he's got a suit on, so he was okay. Well, for a while, he's going <laughs> to run out of the eventually. <laughs> yeah, man. All dead. All dead. Yeah. But uh, we will fucking see. I guess. Exactly. It sucks. Uh, y'all want to stay with? This submarine looks like a flashlight. (laughs) It does. It does. They they did get fucked, so there's that. Y'all want to stay with the? I I guess it's kind of on brand. It wait wait wait. What I got? I got really quickly. So someone pointed out about this submersible. They're betting that there are no black people in the submersible. Oh, oh no. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. They're like, there, there ain't no way. That's There ain't no way. I, I'm going to be honest with you like this. For the most part, I mean, you got to remember, black folks were not allowed on that Titanic. You know, even the Irish were, weren't, were like, what, on the lower tier or something? You know what I mean? So... I, I don't. I don't see black many black folks get it going crazy about oh I need to see the Titanic under the water like that's just not the case. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's a shipwreck. I I don't feel they need to see a sh- like I said, 
think before the podcast, it's like it's it's a it's a burial site to me. Like people, much people died there. I don't think it's cool to go down there and fuck with a, a grave site. I mean, I mean, I'm sure the only reason why people should be going down there is to like retrieve bodies and maybe some like personal effects by like a professional crew for like taking your dumb ass in like a little submersible to like see the sites where like you know hundreds and thousands of people died. Um, you know, because of an accident. It's, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see the appeal of that down there. And uh, it's not like they were down there like paying respects. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were just going down there to be quote unquote adventurers. You know. A hundred years of that level of pressure should crush the bones to pulverize them. I would think. I'm sure. Oh, well, I don't know. I, I'm sure they they recovered yeah. some bodies. Have they? they have okay. I don't know. I'll I don't know how that. Yeah. I mean, bones are pretty. Uh, Oh, pretty strong. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure. That's a yeah. lot of pressure. <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, I've been look. Correct it. You know, somebody has to know. Um I was gonna stay on some adventure and shit, uh, and I know we talked about it in the chat a little bit. Uh I guess there's a new Sony villain ish anti hero movie trailer. Talking about oh, Craven. Yeah. Wait, what trailer are you talking about? The Craven trailer. Oh yeah, okay. Because I guess I think that goes along. I mean, you could call that an adventure-ish movie, right? Right. I yeah, think. I mean, it. I, no, it, it, it God. No, I say, is it is it called Craven or is it called Kickass? Um, <laughs> fucking Quantum Leap. Because <laughs> we got the same actor playing Craven that played Kickass. He also played Quicksilver. So it's Kickass. Is Kick-Ass a Marvel franchise, or is it it's Image, huh? I thought it was Image. Yeah, because I have I some... Or, or, or it's IDW. I want to say it's IDW. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, this is Sony. Um, kind of like they did with maybe Morbius from a year or so ago. Uh, they're doing a... I mean, I've always thought of Craven as a villain. Maybe in this one he's an anti-hero. I'm not sure. But it's like his origin is what it looks like. What did y'all think? Actually, I, I I like that. So, it did have a movie feel to me, it. I <laughs> you you go ahead. Bro. Okay, yeah, you're like breaking up, and you're there. We go. You're back again. Um, so, it seemed like kind of like you know Morbius for a little while, and then it went like Super John Wick, and I was like, all right, mm-hmm. fuck it, I'm in. Like the action was really good. I had to admit, I was like, he's tearing out throats and stabbing people and shit, and just like fucking people. I was like, all right, and there's blood and gore. I was like. Okay, like this is definitely this has to be rated R. Like, there's no way this is PG-13. So I really like the. This is basically the the, the Marvel John Wick, and <laughs> I like the action of it. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. But the story-wise and all that shit, it was like they kind of strayed away from like the the character in the in the comics the a little bit, with, like yeah. with the the lion's blood and shit. I, I didn't think that was in the comics at all, and the change, color change in eyes that's weird, but. Whatever, do you? I mean, they fucked up Spider-Man at first, too, so whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I like the trailer for the action alone. Yeah, I didn't I didn't mind uh, the action. I agree with you on the rated R. I will say on a personal note, I'm not a huge fan of the big game hunting uh, South Africa, white, white South African kind of aesthetic thing with his dad and just i don't know it irks me it bothers me i don't really like it the yeah. whole thing with the lion was kind of silly 
like a lion a lion bites you and you almost die unless they do some kind of interesting explanation that they didn't have in the trailer where this lion was a mutant lion or yeah. like drank some fucking uh, ninja turtle ooze or something but it mm-hmm. it was pretty wacky that the lion bites you and his eyes all tur- change color and he had some vibranium in him some of the heart shape herb or some shit yeah i was just like okay you you got to tell me why this lion is so fucking special you know radioactive lion we'll see <laughs> <laughs> um um yeah I, you know, I'm not, I'm not like ready to spend my money on it. But you know, it is a thing that's happening. I wish uh, there was more. I don't know, connection to either the Venom or Morbius or a Spider-Man or something, or MCU something related to kind of Marvel that kind of ties it all in because it just feels like a uh, a standalone one-off. Um, but you know, this is only from a minute and a half long trailer, so they yeah. could really. Another trailer that makes it much more clear. Who knows? Just a quick update on what we were talking about a few seconds ago about the uh, Titanic. Yes, there are still bodies down there. And you can see the skeletons. So, no, you didn't just crush them all to dust. Wow, okay. That's good. Yeah, there's there's still unrecovered bodies down there. So that's another reason why stay the fuck away from there. It's basically cursed. Have you not watched fucking Poltergeist? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. Um... Yeah, uh, the Craven uh, trailer, I was like, oh, this looks all visceral, but I totally got uh, Morbin Time vibes, as they say out there. <laughs> it's Morbius. Morbius. Yeah, I mean, so far they've done what? They've done Morbius, they've done Venom, two Venom films, and now Craven, uh, trying to, I guess they're trying to build the Sinister Sticks. Yeah. But I, I guess it's supposed to be like their Venom verse or their. This, I guess, officially, it's called the Sony Spider Verse or some bullshit. Well, yeah, I don't. Know. I can explain that after you all talk yeah. about this trailer. Yeah. So, so watching the trailer to me, it looked like there was a all like all this action and, and visceralness, but it felt aimless. Like it felt like his enemy was his dad, but then like his dad dies I, at one point. And so I'm like, well, then who the fuck is he fighting? Isn't that every yeah. Isn't that every man's enemy is their dad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so well, apparently, if you if you're married, your enemy is your wife. I mean, that's just that's what they say out there. But anyway, uh, um, it's just weird. And then like we get like a, a a tease with the rhino, I guess, of like this guy yeah. morphing into the rhino, and I'm just like, well, then. Who's he fighting? Why is he going all visceral on people? Are they trying to capture him or something? Or is he just going like off the off his rocker? I don't know. It doesn't really tell you. I'm just like, okay, I guess. So, I don't know. After watching Venom 2, Venom 1, and Morbius, I don't really like... I don't really have high hopes for this film. <laughs> so, that's just my two cents. Blue, did you weigh in at all or i know you had some technical issues yeah i was having technical issues but uh yeah i watched a trailer and, like i have to agree with uh with old ninja like i i i watched both venom one and two and uh morpheus and morbius and uh yeah i mean like i said like it looks in the beginning it, it looked like morpheus it's like okay what's going on like this doesn't seem like it's gonna be interesting but then i got it, then it got all john wick but then it got a little bit too too much john wick i was like okay this is just I don't know. I just feel like it was killing to be killing, but I guess more in the movie they'll they'll tell you why he's doing the killing. But uh, yeah, I mean, oh, I, was puppy. I mean, it's, this is isn't this obvious? <laughs> they, they, killed, they killed this baby lion. 
they killed the yeah, baby lion. He can revenge. But uh, I don't know. I think I, I I'll watch it. I'll probably wait like until it comes out just to see how the reviews are. Then I'll go in because Morbius looked really good in the trailers, but when you saw it in theaters, like it's kind of mediocre. And same for like Venom one or two, like those weren't at least to me. I didn't think they were that great, but mainly just because they're missing the number one element. That's fucking Spider Man. So we'll see how how this works out. But my hopes are like I'm lukewarm on this. I'm on the fence. I'm I'm standing on the fence. Can't figure out what time I'm gonna jump on. All right, Cronus, you wanted to break down this Spidey history. Yeah, yeah. Let me just uh, when it comes to you know this the Spider the Sony and Spider Man. Um, there's a really good podcast called um, what is it called the the Spider-Man Problem. It's by it's on NPR. I think it's the Market Money Market something like that. The Marketplace something like that. Anyway, just look up the the Spider-Man Problem. They break it down very, very well. But basically, um, you know, back when Marvel was not making good movies, they sold the rights to various franchises to other studios. Sony is the one who got um, Spider-Man, and so when they wrote in the contract that. Um, we're going to give you the, you know, the Spider-Man, you know, franchise, but basically you have to make a film every four years and nine months. If you don't, then it reverts back to Marvel, which makes sense. This is why we keep saying a Spider-Man movie every two, three years, you know, and you keep getting different mm-hmm. Spider-Man, um, which is kind of annoying because the, uh, the people that were running the Spider-Man franchise at Sony, they thought that they didn't have enough um, like rights. They they were famously quoted by saying basically they just had the the Spider People, um, you know, the villains, and then Spider Man's girlfriend, and that's all I thought that they had with Spider Man. They thought that, that was like not enough, and so Kevin Feige was talking to he had a a lunch with the head woman. I forget what her name is. Pascal um, or Pascal, right? Or, something like uh, that. Yeah. Pa- Want to say Patty? No, it can't be it. So, whatever yeah anyway they they had lunch and um he was he told um her that basically look we we will make a spider-man movie for you we just want five percent but we want to get you know spider-man back into in into the mcu and she uh threw a sandwich and got into a huge, huge argument about it and so God damn. and there <laughs> was like there was a whole bunch of like things that they were like trying to spitball together of like some of the wacky Spider-Man things and they, they all got shot down. You know, they were like, you know, these characters aren't going to work. And then, uh, then you got into the Spider-Verse. Actually, no, first you got, uh, after the negotiation with the, the famous sandwich throwing incident, um, you got the Avengers and you got Spider-Man, Spider-Man in the Avengers. That's what the negotiation came out of was getting Spider-Man sort of linked into the MCU. And then, uh, into the Spider-Verse came and that's when Sony was like, Oh, like, we really can just use the Spider-Man universe and, you know, make the multiverse out of Spider-Man Spider-Verse. And we can make, you know, a whole franchise off of this. We don't really need the rest of Marvel to do this. And that's why you see the highly critically acclaimed, you know, into the Spider-Verse and across the Spider-Verse. Because they finally took a chance on what they thought originally was just like a bunch of goofy-ass characters. But they work in, you know, context. And so... That's why you're seeing like the weird Sony handle. That's why you see like the amount of Spider-Man movies and um, kind of the weirdness of Sony in the MCU, and why they're making more um, villains now with because they're making they're trying to get their own like Spider-Man multiverse, and so it makes sense to them to kind of shoot out some of these you know Spider-Man villains because hey if you can make the Avengers work by making you know building up the Avengers every single movie with the heroes, why can't you do it with the villains? 
I think that's what they're thinking. So it, it's a good shot. I don't think it's going to work with the villain so much. Um, but you know, the Spider Verse is dope. So yeah. I mean, all of those things are facts. I'll, I'll, the only thing I'll simply say, even though I'm not saying that Venom One was this great, great movie, it made a shit ton. I mean, it made like yeah. well over eight hundred million dollars, yeah. and the second one did well too for being released in the pandemic. Quality wise, yeah, you know, hey, maybe it was mid or or slightly above or below, whatever. But uh, uh, for better or worse. The Venom movies made money, and they're making a third one. That's its own trilogy, you know. So we will see. Uh, yeah. So who said Pascal? I did. Okay. Yes, Amy Pascal. She's go, the yeah. she's the one who famously threw a sandwich because she didn't like what Kevin Feige was spitting. And, and, and I mean, it was mutually beneficial for both of them. They made that was their first time they made one billion with their Spider-Man franchise. And after that, they figured, hey, we take what Fahey learned, or what we learned from Fahey, we can do it ourselves. So far, they have yet to... Uh, I guess the closest is the Venom 1 was the closest to making that kind of money. Yeah. But you can see the dramatic drop between Venom 1 and Venom 2. Venom 2 did not make as much money as, as Venom 1. Yeah, but, but it still made money, like, unfortunately, like Prodigy said. I mean... I saw it. I thought it was going to be good. And then, like, what the trailer gave me versus what the movie gave me almost felt like two different things. So I was just like, fuck. Yeah. So. Uh, let me say this, too, staying on Spidey. I finally fucking saw, I know I'm late as shit, across the Spider-Verse. I enjoyed the ever-loving fuck about uh, uh, of yeah. that. Um, I've got a couple things to say. And I know you guys went deep on it a couple weeks ago. Uh, Spider Punk is the fucking man. Like, if you didn't, if you, if you didn't leave that fucking theater impressed by Spider Punk, you just weren't fucking paying attention. No uh, way. <laughs> that dude had Miles's back from fucking jump, and he did it in these subtle fucking ways. You just think he's some anarchist punk rock guy, but and he is. And but, he is. Somehow he is. But, That's what he is. He is, but there there was a fucking method to his goddamn madness, uh-huh. and he had fucking Peter's back. Or Miles to lose back. ahead. Miles is <laughs> back from fucking jump. Um, I will say this, even though I still like the character, both Peter B. Parker and Gwen Stacy did Miles fucking dirty in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I appreciate that as much. I mean. I feel like they were kind there, of put. There was a fucking method to his goddamn madness. Hey, somebody's got a mute in their shit. Oh, that's me. All right. I'll tell you what the hell. <laughs> like he was yeah, just talking. Was yeah, we went back in time. I went back in time yeah. for a second. You did. That's why Elvis talking. That's why Elvis gave you a room. I was just saying. I don't. I'm not so sure that they did him dirty. I mean, they were part of a quote-unquote clandestine time or multi-dimensional time traveling uh, uh, entity. And Miles, he he was told not to go. He went anyway. He followed Gwen Stacy through that portal when she told him to stay home. If so, you if you have reason to believe that my father is going to die, no, he didn't. He did not know that going into the portal. He had he, no idea. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm talking about fucking Gwen and Peter B. 
Parker. Yeah. If you have believe that my father is going to die and you don't share said information with me, hinting, cluing at it, whatever, now you may make up, try to make up for it later, but we not all good. You know what's weird? There's like a, there's a very strange plot hole about that, and it's with the Spider-Man of India. Like first, like either he didn't know, or there's something very wrong with this, because I thought that they would all have went through this transformation before they went, you know, to be like the multiversal Spider-Man people, because yeah. he went through that event and like nobody told him. First of all, like he wasn't tripping at all, like after it after the event. And it's like they all knew, and it's like why didn't anybody tell him? So there's like a really weird like plot hole there. So I don't. He may not have been on. The, my impression was he wasn't necessary, and I loved his character too. Uh, yeah. So I don't think he was on the inside, inside, inside information as much as at least Peter B. Parker and Gwen and Miguel. It seemed like they all knew. Maybe yeah, I, yeah. I don't think Gwen, Gwen tried to stop Miles from saving his girlfriend's dad because he he was supposed to die. Like he was a like a yeah, nexus event. And Spider Man, <clears throat> I, I don't know how he he's pronounced his name Peter Peter or I can't pronounce his name, but he didn't know, hundred percent didn't know, because he tries to save him. Yeah, let's figure out who to he, save him. Yeah, and, are his. and when they go to Miguel later on, Miguel was like, "This event event was not supposed to happen." You were not supposed to be there, and that man was supposed to die. And yeah. you don't see you don't see Peter uh, you don't see the Spider Man from India's face. You see him just like kind of react, but doesn't say anything. Yeah, to me so, that that's like that's a serious plot hole. Like having somebody enter that sort of organization without going through like that last transformation piece. It's like that's a, that's a huge liability because like after the fact, you'd be like, hey, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> but if you just happen to do it and nobody was there to like save him, then there's like you know plausible deniability. So maybe, yeah. but, but, but then I, again, I think it's kind of like one of those things. that's like uh, if you do this, you know what you know what comes with the territory. If someone close to you has to die, but nobody would make that. To... Nobody would make that choice beforehand, though. Nobody would. But one thing is that they didn't like really touch on is like what what's India Peter Parker's like motivation because like with with like uh, regular Peter Parker, you know his uncle died, and that was kind of his motivation. But he also lost his his parents too, so maybe there's more to his character than just what we got to see. That's that's not there. I mean, that would explain why there's a fucking giant hole in it, which why a giant hole showed up in the middle of the fucking <laughs> yeah. town. So maybe the that, hole. that's the, what it was. The literal plot hole showed up in the middle <laughs> thing, but yeah. um. But no, like even with uh, Andrew Garfield, Andrew Garfield, right? His Spider Man, like his Gwen, dad died too. So, but I mean, he wasn't in it. So I don't know. It's, yeah, it's interesting. I, I never even thought about that plot. All. He, he is in it. You see him. No, for I like, mean, he's, he's in it, but like he's not, they don't go into his story. No, they don't go he's, into not, he's not physically in part of the, the, the Academy or whatever it's called, the Spider yeah. But it is one social. of those stories that helps define you. Like, he, most of those people, most of the Spider-Man, they already were Spider-Man because of their Uncle Ben or somebody similar. And then there's another because, like, when we know six one six Spider-Man, uh, Gwen's father dies, like, or Gwen dies after he's already Spider-Man, and then her father dies, I think, shortly after, if I remember correctly. And then when in the um, in Gwen Stacy's universe, her father dies. Uh, also, but she dies after Peter's dead, 
And so she's already Spider-Gwen, but she has a moment that defines where her dad's going to die. And I'm at this point, does Gwen know that her dad is supposed to die at some point? I think she does because, yep. like, uh, she's... I think she knows her dad is supposed to die, but then he quits being a captain. So, yeah. like, that's another uh, plot, plot yeah. right there. Like, since he quit being a, a captain or whatever, like, is that world going to implode? <laughs> I mean, exactly, because if, if he was supposed to be captain and he's supposed to die, then, you know, that's like a... I'm, I'm using the Loki, the Loki, the Loki uh, terminology. It's a Nexus event, something that's supposed to happen. Or no, that's from that's from If or from the Marvel Ifs tales. But yeah, like it's a Nexus event that's supposed to happen. If it doesn't happen, then the shit starts falling apart. It was his own choice, though. It wasn't like somebody external, you know, did it. So I don't know. Well, actually, it kind of was because I mean, he he learned that his daughter was Spider Gwen because of the Vulture being there hmm. from but another he, world. Yeah, which made him quit because he was hunting her for literal. For a little, at least a year or more, and when you get the revelation that this most wanted villain is lives right next to you is your your own flesh and blood that does have a wall you. in your apartment. Yeah, <laughs> that does something to you. So he decided to quit, and then when she realizes that he quit, she does mention that he's not supposed to. But I'm like, does she know that he's supposed to die, or did they not tell her? It just seems so weird. Like somebody would be, just be okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so, I guess my dad is gonna die. I feel like so, it. But they, but they tell each and every one of them, if you do not let this happen, your entire world with nine billion people plus. Yeah, that's why die. it's just like, why wouldn't you just let that happen? That should be a requirement so, of just like you can't have somebody in like the Spider-Man, like the Spider-Verse join people the team. join the team unless these yeah. events have happened to you. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, the to me the weird thing is, I mean, obviously our first introduction with. Spider-Man is Peter Parker 616 and it's Uncle Ben really dying first then he becomes like the hero part of Spider-Man he's doing wrestling bullshit and and being a selfish asshole prior that's the part that seems to always be out of sync but you know it is what it is obviously it's alternative alternative universes and all that shit Um, I'll say this too I love fucking Miles' parents in this one even more. Like the fucking struggles with the teenager and not knowing and all. I, every single scene with his mom and his dad just fucking worked. Like, yeah. really, really powerful to, stuff. To, to be honest, I mean, it's been a while since, I, since I've had this happen to me, but I seriously have a crush on, on Miles' mom. Like, for anybody <laughs> character, she, oh, she's yeah. badass, especially with that oh, accent. Oh, damn. So the actress that plays his mom is also the mom in um, Transformers Rise of the Beast. The same woman. And nobody watched that. Oh. I Wasn't she in, <laughs> isn't she's she she's in the scrubs, right? Wasn't she the I don't know if she's her girlfriend? Oh, is that that woman? Okay. I think so. Let me look and see. Yeah, but, but I, I mean I'm putting my two cents. I mean I kinda have already, but not fully. I put in a cent and a half. But yeah, I saw Spider and Spiders. I, I really enjoyed the film and, and much as everybody else did. Um it's just very interesting. There's a lot of parallels that you're, I saw. You gonna open up the video? Are you still eating that sandwich or what? <laughs> no. Do you need? Do you need to see my? I'm in like the audience. Oh, yeah, we'll just we'll just that's... call him Hal, okay? He's, he's gonna right. be Hal from now on. All yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the voice of the mom is the is the the Latin chick from New York Undercover. Oh yeah, she's oh, yes, yeah. She's the detective. Right. Yeah, she's the detective from. That's the right. Go go ahead, old ninja. But yeah, 
I mean, so I don't know if you already talked about this, but did y'all bring this up about the whole trans movement in Gwen? Like no, everybody wants her to be Gwen. Yeah, it's just it's dumb. Like I, I, I thought mean, I mentioned I, it, but um, I don't know if I did. I don't know if you guys did. I I, I missed that part, yeah. but so I think it's a little weird. So I, go ahead, Friday. Here's what I'll say. I overtly saw that she had right above in her bedroom a sign saying protect trans kids. So she definitely believes in obviously that. I didn't see any evidence that she herself was. However, I'm also fine with if you want to interpret her as that, even without the clear cut evidence, it doesn't hurt anybody either. No. But I just didn't I didn't see any aspect of that. I just did Well, it's just the thing that there were people were saying like the the evidence of like the, the colors and stuff like that. It's like no, that's like that's literally just her colors, like in the comic books. And I think her comic books might go kind of before the, the new, you know, uh, LGBTQ flag came out. Um Oh okay, it's that far back. Wow. All yeah, right. it's it's I gotta see like when let me see when Spider Gwen came out because yeah, it's it's been a minute. But right. then also the we talked about it in the past on the previous episode, but like also the color palettes that's happening in Gwen's universe are all tied to like emotions. Yeah. Like, you know, when she's sad and like when her dad shows up, like the anger and all this stuff and like there's I, I the, the color palette that I was getting was like somebody who's like scared and depressed and like don't know what to do with her fucking life, which I guess can kind of tie into somebody who could be transgender or whatever, because you know, there's all these emotions going on, but I never got that impression that she was of of the of the letter people. There it there are there are definite. I, here's what I did see: there are parallels that you could make between yeah. someone who's a teenager and maybe a gay teen or something coming out to their parents versus one of either Spider Gwen or Miles coming out. To their uh, their parents about being a spider person, I, mm. I see those parallels. They're loose, but I didn't see anything indicating that she herself was transitioning. I just yeah, just it didn't make sense. So let me just with the colors thing, just to be clear, when Spider Gwen was created, it was in uh, 2014. Is when Spider Gwen came out as like Spider Woman with that with that color palette and like her. Like I said, she's one of one of my favorite suits of Spider People, if not my favorite suit, even though it's pink. I don't really care. It looks dope. Um, but the progress, which is like the one of the more latest um, Pride flags, came out in 2018. So, <laughs> like, there's really nothing there. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, Prodigy said, it's not hurting anybody if you, if you think that. But I just don't think that's not the way her character is in the comics. It doesn't seem to be the way in the in the movie either. I, I hope this doesn't let people down when you know she has like relationships relationships with uh, with. Men or with men or miles, you know, it's just like let put that truth out there with black boys, <laughs> black boys, hobby and miles. Yeah, <laughs> she was trying to keep her relationship with hobby on the low. She didn't want miles knowing about that. She, she, he, he was he she, asking too. She was wearing hobby's uh fucking fucking Reeboks. <laughs> Reeboks <laughs> and she left her toothbrush or a brush and like like Miles was like, What the fuck? I'll give people this though. I mean, like they want a, a character so bad. Um, if there is like you know uh, a trans character that is that is as well written as Spider Gwen or Spider Woman, 
um, then yeah, hundred percent for it. Like the, there needs to be a character like that, but it's just not this character. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm always taken back to uh, what's his name from Dragon Ball. That basically, uh, uh, goddamn, why am I blanking on from Dragon Ball Z? Green Goku. Piccolo? No, Green. Piccolo. 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 Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. Dragon Ball Z, for everybody who's fucking too young to remember, has super racist-ass black character Mr. Popo, right? Yeah. <laughs> black Dragon Ball fans ignored the ever-loving fuck out of that and just yeah. said, you know what? Piccolo is black. Piccolo is mm-hmm. fucking alien, of course, but Piccolo is black to us. And so I, I, I get the whole aspect of being something that isn't clearly canon and clearly cut and dry there, because you want to see it, um, and that's fine. It doesn't hurt anybody, but uh, I just didn't see the the clear cut evidence. If you want that for representation, sure. Yeah, but, but I guess I think... we, like you just said, we don't need to. So yeah, whatever. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't need uh, to. Yeah, but pick yeah, but Piccolo is always going to be black. That is. To kind of kind of draw back to to Hobby Brown Spider Man. Like when they when when dude showed up on the scene, like he was just badass all together. When they, but when they did his backstory, like like they didn't show his face. So I, I when I, I thought he was white just because like he's from <laughs> yeah. England or whatever, and he had like the rocker style or whatever. I think even even in the comics, he's Caucasian, right? No, 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 oh, okay. no, no, no. Yeah, I never I never read the comics. I just know like the character itself. So, Bobby Brown did a face reveal a few years back in the fucking comics, and it mm. threw people for a loop because a lot of people did make that assumption. He has always been a black character in, in nice. his own Spider Universe, and he's a badass character. I'm glad he's getting some shine. Um, but yeah, he, he's always what? been a black Spider Man. Hold yeah, on. what's cool about him in, in this in this movie was that like when they do his backstory, his face is covered. Like we don't see his face until he takes off his mask when he's inside the bureau. And it, the the reaction that Miles had was like, "Yo, this guy's even cool without his mask on." And it was like, "Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. dude is pretty cool." But what's also crazy is that like his color palette changed. Like his character was like in color, but when he took off his mask, he was like in black and white. I was like, "What? This is like they they put some really cool." Like creativity into this fucking movie, and that's what makes it so great. So, did did I think I caught this? I don't know if anyone else is. Does Hobby flip off the camera when he yes. leaves? Yeah, yes. I was like, yeah, I was like, it looks like he's all I quit, and he like, did he just flip off everybody? Like, what the fuck? Hobby did so many subtle things. He was stealing parts to make his own fucking uh, watch. His own, tele- his own teleporter. Yeah, his own teleporter. He was telling Peter or Miles. Uh, Use, use your palm. Yeah, use your your all, yeah don't use your fingers. Don't, don't use, use your fingers. Your and he told Miles some shit like, uh, before you go enlisting, uh, be sure you understand which war you're fighting. I was like, oh, wait a minute. He was he was doing some Yagi shit. Like he was doing some like Jedi uh, mind training stuff. Like he was in his he, he was in his head before he even knew he was in there. Spider Punk <laughs> is the MVP of this fucking movie. I'm saying it loudly. And, and, and he showed up to Gwen's house. And dropped off a teleporter for her because he knew what she was going to do. He was playing 3D play- chess. Everyone was playing yep. checkers. <laughs> yeah. But uh, another scene I liked is when uh, Gwen showed up in Miles' parents' house. Or even, like, even in the beginning when she like showed up to the family barbecue. And like the fact that she like called the parents by like their first name and the parents' <laughs> reaction. Like, that shit was hilarious. And even like later on, she still called them by her first name. Like She didn't get a clue. It's like, 
Come on, Gwen. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do better, dude. But it's, you know what's all <laughs> funny though is like as a parent, like for me, like when my my kids uh, friends like t- talk to me, they'll they'll call me, you know, like my kids' names, dad. And to me, it's just it's oh, yeah. like it's weird for me to hear. I'm just like, I have a name. <laughs> like, uh, what the it's, fuck, it's, man? It's cultural. You're am, you're I am a person. Yeah. You're either Dad or Mr. Cronus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, gotta, put, gotta put that respect on you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm pretty laid back. Y'all, y'all know me, so I don't really care about the, the honorifics. There you go. So, uh, uh, Prodigy, what did you think about the ending? Oh, uh, so, yeah, great point. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I loved it. I It felt very Empire and uh, Twin towers you know, in terms of the second movie be ending on a cliffhanger. Uh, I think that was the perfect fucking ending for it. It, um, it it felt like it ended at the right fucking time. I will say this, if because I watched it with my daughter, and she was just like, what the fuck? You Your can't son didn't it. go? Huh? Your son? Oh, he probably already watched it, huh? Uh, no, I'll, I'll tell you. Oh, about okay. That. No, I already. Okay. Okay. I, I can already. Ah! <laughs> All right. Y'all already know. Damn. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, she was like, what the fuck? Why is this ending at this time? A lot of kids, I think, aren't used to because they weren't around for Empire Strikes Back. They weren't around for Twin Towers. They weren't around for Back to the Future Part 2. <laughs> they don't understand the whole when you have a trilogy, the second one ends in a cliffhanger, usually. Yeah. Like, Oh, same thing with the uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, he mentioned that yeah. Back to the Future too. Yeah, my uh, oh yeah, it's the first one too. Yeah, my daughter was thoroughly confused. Like the like, I think it was like two days later. She's like, "Yeah, let's go watch the third movie." I'm like, "It's not out yet," and she's like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, we got to wait till uh, next year." She's like, "Oh," I was like, "Yeah, uh, this is how movies yeah, work." Yeah. Sorry, yeah. it's not Netflix. When, <laughs> I was trying to think about when was the last time I saw to be continue at the end of a movie. Like it's been a while. I mean, that, no, last time you see it all the time with uh. Marvel movies. No, 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 no. God damn it. Wasn't no, but they don't say to be continued. I even have Jojo's fucking music in my head. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Doom, 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 ah. doom, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the music was in my head. <laughs> Every episode. Yep. Yeah, it's big in anime, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll fucking see them, but I, this was, this is great. This is already a great trilogy. <laughs> like an yeah, awesome what? trilogy. I'm, the third one comes out next year, right? Like, like yeah, December of next year. No, it's like uh, March of 2024. Pretty early. It's, it's kind of cool man. that like three of the black superhero movies are in the top five of the highest rated movies for comic book movies. There you go. Because it's yeah. both Into the Spider-Verse movies and um, Black, black Panther. Panther. Yeah. There you go. That's amazing. Yeah, I man. Mean, yeah. I mean, uh, what was it? Listening to Geek History Lesson, a very excellent podcast. And we I've had a chance to meet them. I think Blue is too. Uh, I met they, the girl. You have, you, know, you, you met actually. I yeah. met both. I met both of them at uh, Comic Con. Oh, actually, Crows was with me. I don't think he knew who they were, but probably not. Uh, yeah, I met up with them, and uh, uh, Jason from Geek History Lesson pointed out that the kids that are growing up today, their Spider Man is Miles Morales. That's my daughter. Some of them, yeah. some of them have no idea who the like. They may have a passing knowledge. Who Peter Parker is, but not really. To them, it is one hundred percent Miles Morales. Everything else, Peter Parker is like a, it's like us and um, or not us, but like the modern audience with um, Blue Beetle. Like everyone knows Jaime Reyes. Everyone loves Jaime Reyes. Ted Cord, who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is that? The I I, I don't disagree because you're right to a certain extent, 
but that last uh, Spider-Man Tom yeah, Holland make it that, that made stupid ass Avengers level money. Yeah, true. But, so, comic, but comic book wise, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. And, and they're waiting with like bated breath for a live action Miles movie. And I, I, I love the fact that they give like an MCU shout out and fucking across the Spider-Verse. I was like, oh shit. Like yep. this is gonna be good if the once this pops off, it's gonna be good. Yep, yep. Um, shit, man, we got we got a, a bunch of other stuff to get into. Oh, here's what I want to hear from. Uh, blue and old ninja support abusive anti-Hawaiian film. <laughs> you are so I love when you do this because it, you interject your own opinion. It's like oh, when was oh, uh, that an opinion? That's, I'm a, sorry. that's a fact. Is that an no, So it's uh, yeah, because like you can title however you want, but like it's like saying, you know, um it's like reading Trump news when he's oh, like, Oh, fake news. <laughs> look at look at listen to the defensiveness. Oh, okay. okay. So but, yeah, because I my money goes to the man himself, Michael Keaton. Oh. The other guy, I don't oh, know. Oh shit. Yeah, I don't I'll know what on this one. abusive bullshit you're talking about, but I don't support that. I support oh. 71-year-old Michael Keaton doing badass shit as Batman who, once who, again. Who, who was hold, the lead, let, let's just, the lead of that movie? Yeah, let's just move on. Can we not, we have, wait, we wait, have to talk about Ezra Miller. You cannot just ignore who, the shit that? that he did. Who's yeah, man? I mean, who's, he, he intimidated, verbally assaulted, and harassed women. No, I don't know, I don't know him. Mm-hmm. In a meeting in Germany. He I was arrested for disorderly conduct and harassment at a karaoke, karaoke bar in Hawaii. He reported he was, like, grooming kids. He he had like hit he basically kidnapped a fucking twelve year old, you know, yeah. during protests. Yeah. Uh, you know, like yeah. dude, he was hosting yeah. his, his mother and her three children in a, at a Vermont, Vermont property, and yeah, it was just like basically hiding hiding them. Yeah, he what the fuck? He had interactions with another twelve year old in Massachusetts in twenty twenty two. There's like there's a lot, bro. Felony fucking burglary, I, trespassing. I don't know who should do. So hold on. Let me just I, I know Michael Keaton's in the movie though. No, no. So hold on, hold on. Before you guys even set up this goddamn movie, you have to own the fact that the lead character, not a side character, not fucking ancillary fucking character that made a cameo, the lead character is Ezra. This is his fucking movie. He's on all the billboards. Come on now. I don't know. Nah. No, he no, no, nah, bro. He shared all the billboards. Is usually the Here we three, go. There's three people mm-hmm. on there. Well, most of them, most prominently is Michael. Keaton. Why you gotta be? In a, why you gotta be in a apologist, bro? There's a girl in the background. Then there's this guy that you're talking about. I, I don't know him. No, this is why old ninja won't show his face. He got I don't know who you're talking about, bro. I don't know who that. I know my. All I know is Michael Keaton. Once again, shows out with his old ass, still in pretty good fucking shape. Um, yeah. Shit. Go go ahead, get into your shitty ass review of your abuser. Yo, that's your abuser. You talk about him more than I do. Well, somebody needs to say you can't just like fucking pass over that shit. No, I'm not that well, Blue, blue. What do you think of the the Flash movie? What do you? Think? So, <clears throat> I didn't enjoy myself. The way was. Was really not really good, but it was it was it was better than the other DC movies. Like I've seen uh, the Adam and um, 
and Shazam 2, which recently came with recently is on Disney, I don't know, Max on this HBO Max or Max or whatever the fuck it's called now. And this is definitely better than that. Is it a perfect movie? No, but I did get my Batman fangism on when Michael Keaton showed up on the scene and he was doing his Batman shit. So basically, all the Batman stuff or majority of the Batman stuff you see in the trailer is in the movie. So I mean, I knew it was going to happen, but still, I, I, I still, you know, I needed some fluids after blo- exploding on the screen. But uh, yeah, overall, I thought the story was was decent. I mean, the, it's it's not the Flashpoint paradox, like it wasn't that. Uh, but I, overall, I had a good time watching it. And every time Ezra Miller was on the screen, I closed my fucking eyes. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to see that. But no, like, and at the beginning of the movie, it it's kind of slow and kind of like, uh, like, uh, like. This movie's gonna be horrible, but once Batman entered the scene, like the movie got like a hundred times better. So I might, I might be a little bit biased about the movie just because fucking Batman was in it. And then like Tara Zorel, she's in there as Supergirl, and she, the, whoever they cast for her, they did a really good job because she just, I mean, usually Supergirl is blonde and like wearing a skirt dress, or whatever, or not. But like they did this character right by having her be more like kind of like Clark, and then having her more in like a bodysuit and stuff, but. Oh yeah! Overall, I just thought it was a good movie. There only one problem. One problem I had with the movie is that it really didn't have a villain. Mm. Like, yeah, Zod's I mean, in yeah, it. I thought it was Ezra, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ezra is uh, a villain, but like, there's not really like a major villain in this movie. I mean, yes, it do. Go ahead. What's your take on it? I don't want to spoil too much because uh, man, I can. I can yeah. go into it. There's a lot I'm, of fun I'm, cameos. So, you're not going to offend me spoiling. I don't give a shit. Yeah, so there's a lot of shit that happens in the film. It's just like this is more inspired by the Flashpoint Paradox. This isn't like a direct like adaptation. This is like, yeah, this is like, oh, we're gonna take elements from the Flashpoint Paradox and then turn this into a movie. You can tell that this is this is probably two different movies merged into one. It looks like they went one route and decided to go a different route because like you can tell the tone. Um, so in the beginning, there's a lot of awkwardness. There's a lot of because he's awkward in Justice League, the original, the uh, the one that was released in theaters. He's that kind of awkwardness in this, but he's a CSI, like in Justice League and and Dawn of Justice. I thought he was some fucking. I thought he was a thief. I thought he's like stealing NASA tech and like living in somebody's basement or some shit. But in this one, he's an actual CSI. That's him in real life, bro. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> So he's they working have, on that's his, a tough character. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's working on his dad's case. He goes back in time to like save his mom type thing. But it's like the weird thing is like you, you don't see well, you're not supposed to really see, but you hear what happens to his mom and you see what happened. Uh, one thing I, I thought was kind of interesting, they, they made him Latino. So his mom is hardcore Latina. And so he's they like half the, Yeah, she was a fat like she's like like an immigrant, like an immigrant. She's basically an immigrant. And uh, she does like a lot of like uh, Mexican American like heritage things for her son. And so I was like, oh, they went this route, which is great. Ma- which is fine. But she I, makes spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, but she does make spaghetti. And it's just weird because I think a lot of people that were Flash fans might take offense to this. Mom's spaghetti? Yeah, he <laughs> makes, makes mom's spaghetti. I mean, even though if you're watching the TV show The Flash, Iris West is black. She's black in the film as she was in, in the Zack Snyder's Justice League. But it's just like... So, 
the movie starts one where he, where he's like really weird and awkward, and then like when he goes in time, he becomes the mature adult to himself. So he has to teach his younger self how to behave, kind of. And it's very strange. It's a very weird transition. When you watch the film, and like the CGI is the same way. Like the CGI starts really good at the beginning. You're like, oh shit, I don't get what everyone's fucking complaining about. And then it goes to like, oh okay, this is yeah, I guess. This is okay, it's, and then later on, it goes, then it goes to what the fuck is this? Like, what what fuck do you guys do? It's all that. And just like Blue said, there's no so you know what? I'm gonna fuck this up, everybody. The villain is basically fucking Savitar. Yeah, I'm <laughs> being named Savitar. Villain is fucking Savitar. That's the real quote unquote but barely, villain. I'm just barely. Huh? He, he's but only bar- a villain I mean, for like five minutes. Not even, not even that. No, over overall, he's. I mean, he's the one that sets everything up. So when you when you watch the film in the beginning, when Barry saves his mom, he goes forward in time to see how his life changes. So through the speed 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 force, he's able to see how his life was able to be if his mom had lived. And then this entity comes through the speed force and knocks the shit out of him right out of it. So he ends up like at a certain point, like eight, when he's eighteen. So he doesn't know what the fuck's going on, and he wants to get back in time, but he wants to spend time with his mom. He finds out things are all fucked up, so it goes from there. Um, I did like Supergirl, even though she really doesn't talk a whole lot, which is I think was probably better. But she still has like the the whole like um, I guess Pete. Uh, I don't want to say PTSD, but she was a little bit traumatized, but she gains her strength pretty quickly, and she kind of fits in, gets her place, and they have. They don't have a hard time convincing her to help them out, but it's still pretty interesting. But overall, like the movie was, it, it was enjoyable, but it wasn't like I, I was just whelmed. To be honest, I wasn't overwhelmed. I wasn't super excited. Um, if you I are, they came on the scene. Yeah, <laughs> if you are a Flash fan, if you love the Flash, if you watch the Justice League animated stuff, if you watch the TV series, this movie's a fucking slap to the face. Hard slap to the fucking face. Like, you're going to hit the ground after it slaps you. If you are a casual fan, if you don't give a fuck about The Flash, if you casually kind of, you know, know about The Flash, this movie's awesome. I went with someone who didn't know shit about The Flash, and he enjoyed the movie. He's like, oh, this movie's dope. Like, my wife would like this movie. Like, we, I enjoyed this. I'm like, okay. I'm like, for me, I was just like, man, where's fucking Grant Gustin when I needed him? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, he's... He shows up in there for a second. Yeah, with, for uh, like uh, a, I mean, a, literally like point zero one of a of a of a second in the movie. That's, that's only <laughs> two seconds more than than uh, the Avatar. Yeah, it's kind of weird because they do do so. Literally, the premise of Superman Lives, the nineteen nineties Superman movie that was supposed to happen with Tim Burton, is literally made in this film. <laughs> so it's very yeah. weird. So had, but, uh, what's his name? Nick Cage. Yeah, Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah. yeah Nick Cage shows up. Yeah, it's it's very like strange, but I get what they tried to do. But to me, it just didn't. It just didn't. It was kind of shaky and wobbly in the middle. They kind of barely stuck the landing, but yeah. it was it was mid. It was just okay. I mean, and right now it's it's doing. I mean, it's it's pretty an average score on on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, it's sitting at sixty seven percent. For from audience, I think. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's I think it, I think it's is it higher than Black Adam or just about the same? I don't remember. 
I think it's higher than Black Adam. Six. I would I, I would say I would watch this over Black Adam. I'll give I'll give that. Black Adam was just but Black Adam to me was mid as well. That was just mid. So, was, so the the tomatoes the tomato score is sixty six percent, but the audience score is eighty four percent. Yeah, that's for I think that's casuals. Like your average movie your average movie goer will enjoy this film. If you're a comic book fucking nerd, a comic book weeb, and you're a Flash fan, you're not gonna like it at all. I will simply say, after Spider-Man and Batman, I actually think the uh, the Flash has some of the best rogues gallery in comics, and Mm-mm-mm. I would even say I sometimes prefer his over Superman and Wonder Woman's. Like it, wow. it's. it's it's pretty great. I like his with Grodd and Cold and, and obviously Zoom and Captain Cold, Captain Boomerang, these little lame ass fucking names. I'm nah. I, I don't I, know. I, can, I only can name like maybe three of Superman's pro galleries. Got Lex Luthor, Darkseid, and fuck. I had the name and I lost it. And Brainiac. <laughs> oh yeah, Brainiac. There you go. Zog. Yeah, I bet I can bet you if you went to your average person and asked them uh, to name a Superman villain, they will 100% say Lex Luthor. If you do the reverse and ask them a villain of the Flash, they either won't know shit or they'll say, like, somebody random. Like yeah, a, but, a normal DC villain. But that's the problem with the whole aspect of it, especially if you didn't watch the CW show. This is the first solo Flash movie. And so, I mean, we're in 2023? Superman had movies since the 70s? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fl- the Flash had a TV show in the nineties, yeah, and do shit. TV and movies are different things, especially when you're talking about nineties TV shows. So they are different things, but I will quote Robin Williams when he says, "When you watch a TV show, that show you're in people's homes, like you're watching them per week. Versus a movie, you you're one and done. Versus a TV show with multiple seasons, you're watching them weekly, like." On a weekly basis, like you're like talking twenty weeks out of the year. Yeah, but the problem is with that scenario is that you know you yes you can be in people's homes, but people are the when people make a movie, they're way more likely to make it a huge event. Like you're not going to see the same amount of viewers for a movie that you do with like a TV show. It's like multiplied when you for for a movie. Um, yep. That's why movies make so much goddamn money. That's why they put so much you know budget into a movie because they know that they're going to get that much more money out of a movie as opposed to a TV show. Exactly. I mean, there there isn't fucking, you know, the Flash on CW is not shown worldwide. No, no. But the Flash the movie is. Well, yeah. Yeah. We'll have bigger market. Hundred percent. Yeah. The 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 bottom line is DC or Warner Brothers really fumbled this character, um, and the movie's not doing well financially at all from the first weekend, especially for its crazy large fucking inflated budget. And again, it doesn't sound like you guys saw it. I didn't. That you get a sense of how good his fucking rogues gallery is, or at least how good his yeah. main villains are. You know, I don't know. I didn't have any villains in this movie. Has, no, he has no, no villains. None of his rogues are in this fucking movie. That's know. how. That's why I'm saying, so like his rogues gallery. His rogues gallery is, can't be that strong if you can't bring any of them into this fucking film. There is no. Eobard Thawne in this fucking movie. Or maybe it just has a shitty writer and director. 
Right. Yeah, I think, like, I, I, think that's, that's, I think that's what it came down to. He didn't have good writing because Ebon Thar, Reverse Flash, at least in some some avenues, he's the one that caused Barry to Barry's mom to die. They even t- they don't even go into that. They don't even talk about how Barry's mom died. They, no, they said she dies. Don't and see she what just, happens. She just ends up dead in the in the kitchen with a knife in her chest, and mm-hmm. the dad gets blamed for it. You know, he's out there buying a carton of milk. So Barry's, uh, my, be surprised that I came back. My, my logic behind this: if if Flash's rogue gallery was that strong, his rogues would have been featured in this movie. Uh, no, it's, uh, no, I, I think you're incorrect because I mean he has a pretty solid rogues gallery. Like Prodigy if he said. does, if he does, then why it's not even if he it's, does. It's, it's just writing. It's just written poorly. Yeah, I mean, so you probably... did they not feel that one of his rogues could not go up against him in his first solo film? No, because they're obviously the writing is shitty. I mean, like, look at the the show. I mean, the show you know features his rogues gallery, you know, all the time, and you, you know, there, it's a bunch of people. Oh yeah, yeah. I I finished the show. Yeah. I watched all every, all nine seasons. Not having any like, of them you, in the movie is is quite odd. If you look at like Black Adam, like. He there's he had a villain in that like he had somebody he was going against and even like you know defeats him at the end. He didn't have any like the Flash didn't have a villain in this movie. I mean, I mean yeah, the, the Savitar kind of shows up for a bit. And he like knocks him out of speed force and you learn that he's at the end. But like, they, bro, his they, suit his suit is basically Savitar. Dude, right? he didn't he didn't even fight Savitar. No, he doesn't. It's not even a fight scene between the two. Uh, like it. Uh, that's common. Savitar actually killed. Yeah, it's he didn't have a, he didn't his villains were not in this movie. It, it was basically them making a movie about the Flash without having a villain in there. I mean, Overall, I still liked it. <laughs> yeah, I mean there was Zod. I mean Zod is technically the. I mean he does pick and kill a lot of people. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop the fucking music, goddammit. General fucking Zod is a Superman villain. He is. The, the Flash doesn't fight Zod. The, the Flash doesn't fight Zod. Supergirl he does. does. Not. Supergirl does. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah. So I mean, you can't talk about General. I like General Zod. General Zod is fucking great. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah. But he's, he's not a Flash villain. Shut the fuck up. He's not. But uh, he's like the what the, he's what they push to you as the villain, and that's what they're working to against time to try to stop. But they have to go find Superman to stop General Zod because the Flash knows that he can't stop him on his own. The, the actor that played General Zod literally was at, at the premiere getting interviewed, talking all kinds of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mike, Michael Shannon. I mean, he's, he's a great actor. He talked hella shit, but it was just he, like... He was like, this NDA is over and y'all, the check cleared? Fuck this movie. Fuck the director. Fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. the director. <laughs> Damn. One kind of cool thing in the movie, uh, I this was kind of my intro, was that so Barry he goes to Michael Keaton's Batman or to Bruce Wayne's house looking for his version of Batman, and then like they get into the whole time travel and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. uh, Michael Keaton's character, Michael, he's making a bowl of spaghetti, and like he goes. So he talks about they talk about like Back to Future. It comes up a lot for like time travel movies. They even brought it up in um in Endgame. And Michael Keaton said like, well, in Back to the Future, basically like you go to one point and then all of a sudden it just your the future varies off. And he's like, no, it doesn't work that way. It's all—it's like this. They take like a bowl of spaghetti, just fucking slaps on the ground on the on the fuck in a fucking bowl. with like, all of these are different timelines. Some of them overlap. Some of them run parallel to each other. Like that's how time works. Like even though you might go back and make a change here, you're not getting back to where you need to be. You're you're going to be start going down this other path. And that he kind of explains why there's different, 
like why there's Supergirl instead of Superman and why there's Michael Keaton Batman and not his Batman. So they kind of like pick into that. But then also like there's a scene where they're inside the Speed Force and you just see all these other timelines or dimensions and stuff kind of starting to collide. And it just gave me the it gave me the impression that they're kind of playing with the whole uh, I can't think called. I think it was I think it's a Marvel thing where all the all the universes were starting to collide into each other. Or was that DC oh, that did that? That's from what if what if does that where they all No no there's no I think Marvel did that where like all the universes started in, kind of colliding into each other. I can't remember what it was called. DC, DC does that too. That's why you get the new fifty two. Because they all okay, converge yeah. and crash into each other. And oh yeah it was convergence. That's what it is. Yeah so it was DC. Oh, yeah. So but yeah, I so mean, they, they kind of were touching on that a little bit inside this movie. If I will say that if you are still on the fence and you don't want to be outed that you watch this movie, wait for a month and a half when it's on when it's on Max. Then watch yeah, it be real quick. It'll be my it'll be on Max by September, hundred percent. Watch it. There. I, I, you can be like you can be like me and go watch it matinee at like the first time oh, for six dollars. <laughs> I saw for yeah, I saw for like four fifty or like and I was in it. I was in the theater all by myself. Like yeah, I, I, I swear to God, Vegeta and Goku showed up for a fight because they were so empty <laughs> up in there. Yeah, I actually had people in my theater. There was actually a, like a good third of the crowd was there, so I was actually kind of surprised. I thought there was going to be less people. There was actually a good amount. I, I feel this movie probably would have done better if Ezra wasn't in it. Like if they did just recast it and reshot 100%. it, it probably would have just it probably would have made more this, money. Oh yeah, if he did not fuck up his personal life, this movie would have done a lot better. It still know, would have been, it let, still would have been weird, but he, let, it would have been. Michael Keaton held this movie. Oh, I didn't say that. Yeah, let, let's say it straight. It wasn't that he fucked up his personal life. Ezra was the one fucking up other people's personal <laughs> lives. Yeah, like he's got victims, motherfucker. God damn. Yeah. Um. So yeah. That's the flash. Right. <laughs> Let's move on. Also, one one more thing. I need to buy that giant fucking Batman kit kite that he uses. God damn it! <laughs> so you can electrocute yourself. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> go. I can use it. I can use a charge. I can use a charge my Tesla. <laughs> oh, dang. Basically, right. for for them to recreate the flash, like Batman flew up a, a giant goddamn kite and like use it to. He, he basically did a. He was Benjamin Franklin. How to kite a scare at sky to to catch the fucking lightning and like the kite was just fucking dope. <laughs> But it, it goes back to the whole Batman stuff always being Batman, bat, bat shape. We're like, I think in, yeah. in more classic things, not that way. Cool. Kronos, take, take it over. What, what you got? You wanted to switch gears. Yeah, let's talk about, uh, let's see. There's two things I wanted to talk about. Well, actually, more than two things. But we can talk about Final Fantasy 16 or, or something else I want to talk about, too. No, I fucking forgot. So we'll just talk about Final Or there's also Juneteenth and Father's Day and all that shit. Um, but let's talk about Final Fantasy 16 because Prodigy, you played it. Any of the rest of you guys play it? I no. played the demo. Yeah. Okay, so I know I talked about it a little bit last week, but I wanted to kind of elaborate more on it this week, and especially because Prodigy played it, I want to get his thoughts as well. There was a whole function of the game that I forgot to bring up that was one of the coolest goddamn things that I've seen ever in a game. Y'all know I've probably said it multiple times in this podcast, but I wish there was like a a mode for like you know adult gamers that can't play games all the goddamn time where like you go back into a game they haven't played for a while and it gives you like just a general recap of what the fuck was going on like where you left off and like these are how the controls go like you know uh final fantasy final fantasy 16 took a step towards that um with this thing called atl 
It's the active time lore. And basically, if you're in pretty much any time in the game, but it's, it's especially important like when you're playing the game and they're talking about shit that you don't remember or about like events that happen like some other part of like the world that you don't really understand, you can hold down the, the touchpad and it brings up like this this small menu of like what they're talking about in context and then you can click on it and it'll give you more information on like what the fuck they're talking about. So to say it's like some war with like some faction that you're not familiar with, like if you hold down the touchpad, it'll bring up that faction and it'll tell you like more about that faction, like what they're doing. Like I thought that was like one of the coolest fucking things ever in a video game. And um, I've never seen any video game do that before. And I hope that more games do that going forward because that makes it way easier for people like Prodigy don't don't pay, don't don't pay attention to stories to like catch up on shit and at least know what they're talking about if he even uses it, which he probably won't because he's Prodigy. So, so <laughs> Prodigy, I don't I don't think you caught my review on Jedi Survivor. What you described is what you can do in the game. The only thing is, like in the very beginning, you can do a recap. Mm-hmm. So the game starts with the recap, but you can hit the recap every time you get to the main menu. And also, when you're in the game, you can literally pause the game at any point. And enter a training mode. If you don't know how to do a mood, mood, you don't know how to um, do certain combos. You can literally enter a training mode in the middle of a fucking game at any time, pretty almost any time. You can't do it during a cutscene. So, but the, like, the recaps are cool. But the fact that like when they're literally in the middle of like a, a like a cutscene, and you just hold down a button, and then like in context, it'll bring up like the com- like what they're talking about. And you can like click on like what what you might be confused about. Like, yeah. Okay. So it's, it's not, as really, far it's as not a recap. Oh yeah. No. So I was gonna say that, like it does the recap, but like you were talking about training where you forgot how to move or do oh, particular. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can do that in Jedi Survivor at pretty much any time, and then you can add enemies to practice your moves, and then pull yourself out and go right back to the game. Yeah, there, like, there's, a, there's a training mode in Final Fantasy, 16, Final Fantasy 16 too, but it's not like the one you're talking about. You can't just do it in like the middle of the, like, the game. You have to like go to like a special area for it. Okay. Anyway. But um, yeah. Prodigy, what did you think about the demo? Dude, I didn't even finish all, all of it. I was already sold. Like, it's, I started playing it, and I was like, okay. The, the Phoenix, basically you got a Phoenix uh, boy band uh, RPG guy, and I was like, all right. And then they started doing the combat with them. I was like, oh, this feels fucking intuitive. I've never played this game. The last one I played was Final Fantasy Remake 7, which is my first fucking Final Fantasy. That was solid. This feels completely different and more fluid uh, with the combat. Um, and everything about it just fucking worked. I was already sold. I was like, you know what? I don't want to play too much of this demo because they already will have my fucking money. But I enjoyed everything about it. It felt right. And I'm, and I'm seeing the reviews. I'm not surprised at all after playing even only, what was it, 30, 40 minutes of the demo. This shit, this shit is going to be a fucking banger. Did you see about, like, so they don't have, like, difficulty settings, but they have, like, items you can use to make the game easier for you? Yep. Um, I thought that was really cool because, like, one time, like, when you do, like, the icon challenges, um, it turned one on. And I was just, like, because it, it was basically, like, one that you can use is basically um, when you... When an attack is incoming, normally there's like cues for it and you can just like dodge. But if you happen mm-hmm. to miss that cue, it gives you like a, a couple seconds to like hit the right button to dodge again. It's like maybe like a, maybe a second and a half yeah. to dodge again. I thought that was really cool. And there's other ways to like make the game easier for you as a player. 
Um, but you can still enjoy the game. And I thought, and instead of like making like uh, you know difficulty settings, just like having some like making it easier to play, depending on like how you like to play, I thought that, that was really intuitive. Yeah. Um. I, here's my thing. I my first, like I said, first time playing the Final Fantasy was seven. But uh, I'm gonna ride a chocobo, and I'm gonna flame on with some of these folks and <laughs> slice and dice them to fucking pieces, man. I'm I'm all in. I just I need to finish up Diablo first. Yeah, I think that's a, a good forty to fifty hours more with yeah. my with this playthrough, and then probably July, a little early ish to mid July. I'm getting Final Fantasy. There ain't no doubt about it. Yeah, that's yeah. what hold me tight. I'm getting it too. Like I said, you know, I'm playing. Diablo 4 as well, and Tears of the Kingdom. And I, I, I don't think I can play Tears of the Kingdom, that, and, you know, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 16. That's it's kind of a lot for my old brain to remember all the controls. Especially because, like, the controls for Tears of the Kingdom is not intuitive. I, I don't really like the controls. It's, mm-hmm. like, fucking backwards. Like, it's, like, X, which is, like, up here, is to jump. A, which oh, is that- down here. B is the fucking sprint. A is to, like, pick up shit. Um, I forget what Y is. That's backwards. Yeah, it's like totally backwards. Like every time I pick up the game, I'm like, why the fuck is it like this? I'm like, why can't I just can press you, press L3 to like sprint instead of holding down B? I'm can you like, remap it? No. Oh, <laughs> like I went to go remap it and I was just like, they're like, here's the controls. Don't you like them? No, bitch, I don't. I want to change them. <laughs> Shit. God damn. Like, at least yeah. like the, the, you know, one of the things about the PS5 that is cool, actually maybe there's a feature within the Switch that I don't know about when you can remap in the system, because I know yep. for the PS5, you can literally remap, remap everything for the controller yeah. based upon yeah. the game. Yeah. So That's good shit, man. Love it. Um, yeah, I'm definitely got it. There's going to be more reviews as we get deeper into that shit, for sure. Uh, you wanted to touch on what, Juneteenth or Father's Day? God damn it. Uh, let's, do, uh, let's do Father's Day. There's three of us here are fathers. Oh, I'm sure... Yeah. Old Ninja probably has some seeds running out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, on, as y'all see, I'm wearing the, the band Don't shirt. put that juju on me. Oh, okay. Maybe you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them kids. Hey, I was going to say, Maury's dead, so you should be okay. <laughs> <laughs> he don't claim none of them. Uh, yeah, Father's, Father's Day was uh, pretty legit. Actually, Blue, you're the newest father. How was yours? It was good, uh... What I wanted to do didn't work out, uh, so I wanted to like just kind of do like get out and go for like a little family like hike or whatever. And we were going to go down to Uvis Park, and on the way down there, uh, there was a major traffic accident on the 680, and so we were stuck there for like a while, a long ass time basically. But uh, yeah, we ended up just having dinner at um, at oh god, what was it called at Yard House. We went oh, down nice. to San Jose and at the down at Santana Row, we had dinner there. And what was great was that there wasn't like there was no line, which is rare. But like after we were done eating, like yeah, it, it kind of got busy. But I thought like, that place isn't as great as it used to be. Like it, it kind of lost its pizzazz. I'm not sure what it is, but well, I don't know. I think because when we used to go to Yard House, we had you know we had a mission to accomplish, and it was drinking a shitload of beer. That mm-hmm. definitely enhances, you know, the experience. But as we age, yeah. I think we're all kind of drinking a little bit less. <laughs> so, what well, I, I think also like while we were there, I'm like, God, can they just turn out the music just a little uh, bit? Like it was hella hard to hear, and I don't know. It was, I was, it was. I mean, I still had a good time. You know, the dinner, the food was still great, and like I did get a, a great beer. So, I mean, it was overall it was it was a lot of fun. We just kind of walked around afterwards, 
and there's like a you know like Santana Roll how there's always like, like there's people that got money basically and there's always like like Lamborghinis and Ferraris just kind of sitting there. Yeah. Some like asshat decided to jump into his Lambo and just start revving the fucking engine like hell goddamn loud. And like you just hear it down the fucking strip. And I was just I was just thinking like there's a there's somebody who was stuck in traffic who's doing that same thing and it's fucking Lamborghini caught on fire. <laughs> the basically the fucking engine overheat because the car wasn't moving, so there was like no airflow. So the, yeah, the car caught the back end of the car caught on fire. But yeah, overall, <laughs> you know, Father Day was good. Uh, the Sweeners did uh, get me. Uh, she did end up buying tickets to go see Janet Jackson. Oh shit! So Miss Janet Jackson was here on Friday. She was here on Friday and said at um, Shoreline, which I didn't know she was going to be there, but uh, we're going to go see her in. In a little town called Lincoln, California, which is like up by Sacramento, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. excited about that. This is my third time seeing her, and I think this is probably the most I've ever seen an artist like live. Like I've seen like other bands and stuff like that, but I've seen her more than other people. You know, like your brother I saw. You know, he sees him like five times a year, if if not more. <laughs> for Drew Hill, yeah, Drew Hill. <laughs> I think he he saw them like I think like a like two or three weeks ago. Wow, in Baltimore, so. The guy's a huge fan. What's your guy's father's safe like? Yeah, probably. What about you? Uh, I ended up seeing uh, Across the Spider-Verse uh, with my daughter. And um, what did I do? I think I took her to some indoor playground area. It was just kind of really low-key. Some nice, good family time all the way around. A uh, really nice card from uh, Mishka and uh, a few little gifts as well, which is nice. Basic nice. ones, though. What about you, Cronus? Well, I worked on, you know, Father's oh, Day because, you know, I work on Sundays. <laughs> but, um, and I just took a bunch of Sundays off. So, uh, yeah, mine was – so I spent, you know, Saturday was like my Father's Day day. And we went to uh, Dave & Buster's, which is weird because, you know, I'm not drinking right now. So it was just like I could have had more fun if I was drinking, I guess. But it was still fun, though, because it's, you know, when uh, my youngest goes there, she has a lot of fun. And, yeah, it's it's cool. Um it- it is a fucking arcade. Like it is an arcade. Yeah, but then you know when you have like a a six and a half year old, like you have to like watch her, you know, and like play yeah. games that she wants to play. So it's a little different. It's like it wasn't like I was going with, uh, you know, my oldest. Like way yeah. different dynamic because she can just play what she wants and I'll play what I want and we'll play together. But like I can't, like I can't play a fighting game with my youngest. Like yeah, it's not gonna work. And they also don't have fighting games at Dave and Buster's, which is kind of sad. They have card oh. fighting games, which is fucking weird. Um, oh man. Like Digimon type shit, like yeah, it's they had like Injustice, but it was like a card type game. It was like it's weird. Oh um, yeah, but it's it's alright. I, st- I still had you know, still had fun going there. Um, and yeah, I got this cool shirt. I got some some artwork from my from my youngest, of course. You know, <laughs> and nice. she she made me like some uh, some clay stuff too, like clay figurines, which reminds me of my oldest because she used to do that for me all the time. So that's uh. That's pretty neat. I like it when they both do that. So, yeah. And then you also dropped a special video too on her Father's Day, right? I did. I did a Father's Day video because, like, I did a really cool. I thought a really cool thing about like I started making notes for my youngest for in her lunches. I make her lunches every day, um, whether she's in like camps or in school. Um, because she's in camps, I decided to just start start writing writing her like random notes, and. Uh, after a while, I was just like, well, let me see what I can do with these notes instead of just like, you know, just random bullshit. Um, I started like asking her questions like in the notes and I would li- I'd leave a pen and she'd write me back. And so she started writing me back. And then like on last Friday, 
I asked her like, what are the names of her new friends? And then she just like took the paper and like had all of her friends and all of her coaches like either write their name or sign it. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> this is like the coolest thing ever. And, like I, I didn't that. think that she was going to do that. So, so now I got to think of other things to do. Um, and yeah, another part of fatherhood is I, I, I give you a small taste of my life. I'll just, I'll be truthful because I don't think my list is going to mind at this point, but she got kind of mad that, um, that I wrote notes and like, I guess it was like a lot of things that she had to say to me, which is like, whatever. I'm not, not whatever. It's, um, you're never always happy with your parents. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes them's the breaks that, you know, so we had to have a, a kind of a, a long conversation about some things. Um, but you know, it's just part of being a parent and a kid. So I'm not a perfect dad by any means. Um, but I thought we had a really productive conversation and then, because of that, I started writing her notes. <laughs> so I'd ha- I'm had writing oh. notes to her and just like taking a picture and then like sending them to her and li- like with questions and stuff. And it's been a, uh, it's been pretty neat, I think. So, yeah, that's cool. Awesome shit. Awesome shit. Apparently, huh? adults like notes too. So yes, they do. <laughs> remember pen pals? That'll fucking date yourself, you know? Yeah, I remember like oh, doing okay. the pen pals and like folding your fucking notes and like the weird fucking thing. You remember that? Or shit? origami shit? Yeah. Um, yeah, making like the little envelope pocket thingy. Yeah, <laughs> or making yeah. heart cakes. Now you can just text somebody, so it's it's way different. Hell yeah! I gotta tell uh, you, my, my handwriting is still pretty good. Like I'm, I'm actually kind of like I thought it was kind of crappy, and then somebody commented that my handwriting is good, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, you know what? It is pretty legible. So, especially for a guy who types all day. <laughs> no, you, do you write in? Do you write in that that in cursive? You just... No, no, I just write. Like, <laughs> here's, here's one. For anybody who doesn't know, cursive is a, a, a ancient way of writing. It's, it's calligraphy. <laughs> calligraphy. It's hieroglyphics. Uh, here was like one of the first things that I like asked her. It's like probably backwards. Yeah, it's backwards. You can't really read it. But yeah, my my writing isn't that bad. But basically, I was yeah, asking. Turn it around. Right. I think yeah, turn it around. Maybe it'll work. Yeah. Basically, I, I, I asked her what like her favorite creature that she saw she saw that day, and she wrote a heart with an R and then a snake. Because she went, she's a, she was a reptile camp. What's what's funny is, when you're a kid and in school and shit, you know everybody's fucking signature and uh, their handwriting style. I don't know anybody's anymore. Like I don't know what your handwriting looks like. I don't know what. Yeah. You know, I know what maybe uh, Mishka, and that's about it. Like <laughs> very few. Um, we don't write anymore, but it, it's actually yeah. it's kind of neat to write though. I got to say, like writing these little notes. You know, it takes me a little. It takes me a little bit of time to write, but it's also kind of nice, to, like actually take the time to write a note to somebody. So yeah, yeah. I used to write uh, when Sweetness and I were were first dating. I used to write her notes. Like she would have, she would take Bart to like to work or whatever, and I would like come over. I would find her car and like just leave like a little note on her on her like her window or whatever, and right. then just go go into the night. Shit. <laughs> um. We had a major fucking holiday on Monday, national federal holiday. What did uh, what did they call it over at? Uh, oh, what you in the I, gotta, I gotta find it. It was like the most crazy fucking thing that I have ever heard. And it actually is a day, but it's not that day. Um, hold on. It's like global, global service global service day for social justice. Is what some company called it. I was like, "That's a weird fucking way to say Juneteenth." Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. 
that, that's not Juneteenth. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not yeah, a the, service day for social justice. The global service day or the World Day of Social Justice is is February twentieth. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole different day. Yeah, whole different <laughs> month. Whole fucking. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I worked on Juneteenth too, by the way. So you know, I work hard for the money. Yeah, I, I did too, and I felt really icky about that. I was like, "Why did I take today off?" You know. Well, for me, it's like you know, I just took a bunch of time off, and yeah. you know, so I try to like, because I it's my shop is twenty four seven. Yeah. So if I take a day off, you know, somebody has to work, and so uh, and I knew like the the first one up was Juneteenth, so I was like, "I'll work this one. I'll get for the July off." So you know, whatever. Plus, I'll get an extra day off for Juneteenth. So I don't, it's not like I, I lose a day. Like I'll, I'll get my yeah. day off, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was just glad to see some folks celebrating. Actually, the really shitty thing I heard about here in San Diego, there was a fucking shooting at, uh, uh, um, yeah. and, and I was like, what the fuck, man? God damn it. But mm. I'm, I'm not going to focus on the negative shit that happened here. Um, overall, obviously great event. Shout out to black folks in Texas for, you know, celebrating and keeping this tradition alive since 18 fucking hundreds. Uh, Galveston, Texas to be. To be perfectly clear. Very good. Yeah, Galveston, Texas. Um, big uh, fu to shitty Arizona. Folk. Well, yeah, you could do Arizona. You can do Candace Owens. You could do a whole lot of people who just lose their mind at the thought of a celebration of the end of slavery. Almost like you want slavery to still be going on. That's some Uncle Ruckus shit right there. <laughs> Hold on, what did Candace Owen say this fucking thing? Oh, uh, her dusty fucking ass said, I, I, I'm paraphrasing, but Juneteenth is a made-up holiday, and it's not important, or, or some shit like that. I mean, she really went in. I'll find it. You keep talking. I'll find it. So I found out that uh, for those of you who probably didn't know about Juneteenth, you're probably not listening to this podcast, first off. If you do come across this podcast and get to this part, um, some people didn't know that your state oh, shit. doesn't promote Juneteenth, and they kind of may even perhaps give out false information. So I found out from a friend that happens to live in Arizona, he thought that Juneteenth was some kind of hippy-dippy, like, stupid holiday that he didn't know the meaning of. I'm a, I, was, I had to school him. Like, dude, do you even know what this is about? He's like, no. He's like, this is just another day to have the day off. I'm like, no, this day pretty much ends the official end of slavery. I mean, I, I fully break it, broke it down with the whole Galveston, Texas thing. But he was like, oh, shit, I wasn't aware. Because his state does not celebrate it. And they don't give out any information about it because they don't fucking care. And it's weird to me because Arizona was a slave state or was a free state i apologize it was a free state but now they have like that candace owen mentality about you know to put them back in bondage type thing. this is what i don't get about candace owens especially is because this is how i know she's like the fake one of the fakest people of all fucking time and basically if there's such a thing as a soul she has sold it to appease whiteness in america she had she sued her school back in like uh, 2008 i think it was uh, for uh, she got thirty seven thousand um, dollars because for from Stanford High School because of racial attacks, and so for her to sit there and say I don't believe in racism when she literally got paid 
because she was she was experiencing she was a victim of racial attacks is fucking insane. That is the height of hypocrisy. And to just pretend that all of a sudden it doesn't exist like years later. It's just it's because you sold your soul to get money off of this white supremacy machine. And she she has never said anything about that. And every time I see her now, that's all I think about is her just getting on this money trip from these white folks when she Here. knows that racism exists and that she was a victim of it. Here's, the, here's the quote. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Here, here's the quote. Tell them, tell them. Yes, directly, uh, directly from her Twitter. Juneteenth is still ghetto and made up. Hope everyone enjoys it. You know, retweeted a billion times and shit. Oh, boy. I'm looking at some of the comments and it's like, wow, if you want to say that racism still exists in America, like, yeah, just go go to the comments because there's some, 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 there's people, a bunch of people that agree. Of course, sir. Yeah. You, you got people spitting facts, like letting them know, like, hey, yo, this isn't, this is, this is exactly what Juneteenth is. So, I mean, to me, which is very interesting to me about the situation is that Galveston, Texas has been celebrating this before the rest of the fucking nation. Yep. Like they were, they had celebrations yearly for literally what three decades about Juneteenth, and the rest of the country just caught up in 2020, and now people are lamb blasting it, saying that this is just some kind of excuse, and this is just another day for quote. I'm using air quotes, quote unquote. Them, like if you really want to see, to me, Twitter is probably one of the most racist. Uh, social media spots ever. I mean, Especially literally. Yeah. yeah. If you just hashtag the N word, you'll see all. I mean, you'll see two different sides. You'll see porn, and then you'll see just racist, like Trump supporting tweets. That's all. That's all you see. That's all you'll see. You'll see porn. Like, it's it's literally fifty fifty porn and like racist tweets. I like what one person commented saying: "All holidays are made up, bozo." Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's true. Yeah. Very true. All, all words are made up. New Year's, Christmas, Valentine's Day, Easter, but, Halloween. So I'm pretty sure I can bet you if you scroll through, you'll see that someone saw that her someone someone probably claimed that her family was the house negroes of the plantation. That's probably why she acts the way she does. I wonder so what her parents think, though. I mean, like, cause obviously, like, her parents helped her with the lawsuit. So I, I really wonder what her, what her family is like. Is she, I wonder if she's even allowed to attend, you know, a picnic. <laughs> I wonder if her parents are just like her. I, yeah. I, I doubt it if they sued for, you know, racial discrimination. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, somebody, sometimes, as they say, that, once you get white people money, that can change you. Yeah, I guess. It's some somebody in the comments called her Clandis. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's fucking great. <laughs> but yeah, you really love being a sellout, huh? <laughs> somebody, oh wow, some of these comments are really like going at, going after her. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, it was a whole, was a whole thing on on that day because she comes out with uh comes out swinging. Here's the other thing too. I mean, obviously she loves the attention. She gets like Kronos mentioned. She benefits off of it financially. about that, and that's what it really is. But she didn't stop the celebration. She didn't stop people from uh, having a, a good time and remembering the history, which is what's really important that day. And uh, yeah, it is what it is. Every every year, it's going to be around. So get used to it. Um, hey, I want to mention something that I'm fucking hoping is decent. Oh my fucking god! 
they had the Tadum stuff on Netflix. Uh, I don't know, Saturday, Friday, all the days blend together. One of those days this past week. Holy fuck, I know I'm fucking biased, man, but they put some money into this One Piece live action. Now, I, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm the first one to fucking admit, I have said on this fucking podcast for seven, eight, fifty, eleven goddamn years, there's no such thing as a good live action adaptation. I'm sticking to that until something proves me wrong. I hope this is. I got my fucking fingers crossed. But so far, all of them have sucked. So you have to temper your fucking expectations, you know? And we'll, we'll see. They also did the Avatar one, but what y'all think? Yeah. It didn't look bad. I gotta say that it didn't look bad. O- overtly bad. Like, it was... I don't, the, you know, the animation looked better than the actual show. I'll tell you that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, uh, Cowboy Bebop oh, was oh, pretty oh. decent on Netflix. Actually, I thought it was Dude. too, but people hated it. So. Yeah, yeah, but people hated it. it. Yeah, I, I haven't started it, but I, I, you know what? I came to a revelation. I found out that the people that like One Piece are the same people that watch Teen Titans Go, and it makes so much <laughs> sense. Yeah, it makes sense. so much fucking sense. I was like, no wonder I fucking hate this show. And I, I, I tried watching One Piece. I watched like maybe three episodes. I wanted to break everything in my house, and I'm like, no, I can't, I can't fucking watch Did it. I- I'm an anomaly to yours. I love Teen Titans Go, but actually, I've never seen One Piece, so I can't really say if I like it. Oh, uh, here you go. So I've seen, I seen, seen a couple of episodes. I have seen a couple of episodes, and I was like, "That's a commitment, right there." To, well, the to, thing to is, watch the, all the problem with the commitment is that the the original like animation is not good. I know it gets better over time, but the original one is is not good. To me, it, well, it wasn't the animation. It's, it's the relative story. to. Me anime though like it this is 97 yeah but is, i mean trash no, trash is trash there was nah. other i mean ninja scroll was out in like the 90s man oh so. for sure 99 oh oh i got something for y'all mm. i'm gonna let y'all finish but keep going yeah, there, there's a bunch of like you know really good a- animated you know shows and and movies from back then there were way better animation than than one piece so there's really no excuse for me for anybody Shit. there i mean when the fucking naruto start I mean, that was both three or four, so, right? I mean, yeah, so that's not the greatest it, animated one, but I mean, it was, it's it's good, you know. Even fucking Cowboy. Macross was goddamn better than. Yes, it was Macross. Shit, fucking Tenchi so, fucking uh, Cowboy Bebop came out in nineteen eighty in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trigon say, came out in ninety eight as well. I will say so. The show that me and Cake Man, we're the, uh, the only two I think that liked the show, and they made a live action of this one actually too. Crying Freeman, that had oh, really good animation. I, think, I remember watching that from like wh- a long time ago. Remember, long time ago, like I character, right? It. I think so, but like Crying Freeman, like watching the anime, that was that was a rated R fucking because there was sex and blood and shit. And the original, the live action had Mark the Castles in that shit. Like I was like, oh shit, mm. so, that shit was. Yeah. I thought that was probably one of the better adaptations that people forgot about. Oh, you talking, you say, talking about the live say, action? Live action. I saw the anime first and then watched the live action. I heard okay. Kenshin was good as like a live action. I haven't uh, watched it yet, though. Oh, I haven't watched uh, the, the okay. Japanese one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched the. Too. Yeah, I watched the second one. For some reason, like the second one is available on Amazon Prime, but like I couldn't find the first or the third one. There's, hmm. there's, there's already there's three of them. Wow. <laughs> I didn't, the one I watched was, was really good. I don't um, know. 
they made three or four uh, Full Metal Alchemist live action. They made Bleach live action, and mm. yeah, uh, the Bleach one was. Well, I I thought the Bleach one was. I I also thought the Death Note one was decent too. Not the Netflix one. The Netflix one was boo boo shit garbage, but the Japanese adaptation of it I thought was good. But I then again I saw that before I saw the actual Notebook. Notebook. The Death Note. <laughs> oh yeah, Death Note was great. I loved it. Uh, uh, we will see. This one has a big budget. It's it. We'll see. I mean, okay. hopeful. Uh, I'm whatever. It's gonna be like the Flash to me. It's gonna be mid. You know what's funny now that that I do not find ironic at all is hmm. how Netflix is all of a sudden transitioning from like American-made shows to like Japanese adaptations and Korean shows and all this. It's almost like there was like a writer strike in America or some shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn. That truth. Yeah, <laughs> they need that content. Yeah. Uh, and also, I mean, again, one of the highest rated shows internationally they've ever had was Squid Games. You know what I mean? That shit was a mega fucking hit. Yes, it was. Um, I, I got to talk to you all about something now. What you got? Someone, so this kind of is a springboard up what Cronus just brought up. But someone pointed out on Twitter, they're like, hey, name your top five movies of 1999. And I'm thinking, like, oh, there can only be a handful. And then all of a sudden, I see the list of movies, and I'm like, yeah. So outside of, like, the big, obviously some of the big ones, there's some big fucking movies that came out that people still talk about to this day that came out in that year. Like, that year had nothing but pretty much bangers that entire fucking year. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Just. Just to take out some of the big ones, the big obvious ones like The Matrix and Star Wars, like we had shit like Fight Club yep. came out that year. We had The Mummy. I remember that came out before Star Wars and it still made its money beforehand. That gave us four sequels like The Mummy with Brandon Fraser. The Green Mile came out that year. American Pie came out that summer. And just it kept coming and coming. There were so many movies that came out. It was ridiculous. That fucking movie that year? American Beauty was that year. I think that same month that American Pie came yeah. out. No, Story 2 came out too. Dark Story 2 came out that year. Office Space, which is still talked about and revered this year. The Iron the Giant. Iron Giant. Yeah. Iron Giant was another sleeper hit. The Green Mile. Oscar contender. Big big ups to Michael Clark Duncan, who got like an Oscar nomination. The Sixth that. Sense. The Sixth Sense was another big one. Eyes Wide Shut. The big Kubrick. Like film that Nicole Kidman and uh, Tom Cruise spent like a decade making. Like there's a shit ton of fucking movies. Even on the indie side, I don't know if any of you saw Being John Malkovich. Oh fuck! That, that movie was fucking. I didn't. I didn't know what to expect going in because no one could explain it to me. When I watched it, I was blown away because it was so good. It was so ridiculously funny, but it was awesome. Very insightful. Um, it was really well made. Oh. Another movie that people that I know that everyone kept talking about when it came out was Three Kings. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, which uh, with uh, Ice Cube, George Clooney, and Spike Jones, and yeah. Spike Jones directed uh, uh, being John Malkovich. Like it just kept coming. Yeah. Boondock Saints so- came out too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What they I remember Big Daddy came out. Jesus, yeah, just yeah, was- yeah. I think it was a bunch of good movies because like they're like the world's gonna end in two thousand. So. 
Yeah, it's, that it's was a real thing. Y2K was a real thing. It was what? Yeah, it was a real thing. Uh, a movie that was like, I guess, kind of mid, but it's definitely a cult classic because I've seen it oh. multiple times. It was a uh, Deep Blue Sea. Oh, I actually got a yeah. shirt. Bro, I, I saw it for free. The Blair Witch Project came out that year too. Yes, it did. Oh, it came cool. out that fall. Yeah. It came out that spring. That was the huge sleeper hit. Yeah. But all of that shit came out in '99. So this guy, he brought this shit up. And all these people listening to these movies, it blew me away. I'm like, holy shit. I've seen almost each and every one of these movies, and I was all in that fucking year. These were movies. Most of these movies are still talked about today. Uh, I, quick, I even saw... Go ahead. Real quick on the Blair Witch. Remember, <clears throat> this shit was shot for like, I don't even think it was a couple million dollars. Like, <laughs> no, no, it was, no. It, it was $100,000, like, I'd be surprised. Exactly. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure the budget was like ten thousand. Exactly. Look at the fucking budget for the first Blair Witch, man. That shit was microscopic. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the exact dollars were, but all of it sixty was grand. It was, See, it was in between thirty-five and sixty grand, and it there you go. and it <laughs> finished the box office at two hundred forty-eight million dollars. God dang! Dude, just doing the numbers on that. The yeah. percentage <sighs> increase is astronomical. Really I, I know this is going to hurt. Blair. I know this is going to hurt people's fucking brains, but that's more profitable than Star Wars. Yeah. Oh yeah. By a wide it really is. <laughs> What's crazy with the Blair Witch is that the way they sold it to make it seem like it was a real fucking thing. Yeah, it was a mockumentary. That, it was a mockumentary. That was like one of the. It wasn't the first, to be honest, but it was the most successful. Hundred percent. Shit. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, it was like the first. It was uh, it was the first like big box office of its kind. Like no other mm-hmm. movie was like that. That was in like you know an actual big movie theater. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was it was it was amazing for what it was. You know. For oh sure. yeah, for sure. Uh, another movie. Oh, another movie that came out that year, which everyone was all about because they kept comparing it, was Cruel Intentions. Oh yeah, no. yeah. Cool. That- was my motherfucking shit. That case that between shit. Selma Blair and uh, what's her name? Yes, Selma Blair, Geller, Ryan Philippeville. Yeah, that movie was just like everyone was all about that fucking movie. Buffy, like, Buffy had a line in that movie where she was just like, "Hey, if you do such and such, I'll let you put it anywhere." That yes. shit had me in nineteen ninety. I'm hard fucking rock. I was like, and, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just that. It was the fact that she, after she said it, she got on her knees and threw that ass back. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? I uh, used, you know what's crazy? I used is to that, rewind. Uh, yeah. the, character, the character in that movie, the brother or the stepbrother, or the, uh, what's the name Ryan character? F- Ryan Philippe? Yeah. Yeah, his character name was Sebastian. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, Reese Witherspoon's in that movie. That's the one where Ryan Philippe and Reese got married. Yeah, that movie. Mm. Uh, another one that like the big like um, I guess romantic comedy, but I saw this was Ten Things I Hate About You, which is actually a Shakespearean adaptation. That was a pretty big hit too. But everyone, that was a one of those Heath Ledger starring movies before. I, he didn't, was I didn't hate it. It was it was, it was actually yeah, kind of- I, I didn't either. And then the one that um that put Angelou. Angelina Jolie on the map again was Girl Interrupted. That came out that year. She won an Oscar, I think, that year for that. Is that the one where she was kissing her brother or kissing uh, she, Billy Bob? She was but. crazy. Not, not, in the, not in the film, but she did do that the, that those years. But that's the one where her... It was basically her versus Whoopi Goldberg in that movie. 
with Winona. Even though Winona Wider was the star, Angelina stole that fucking movie. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be hard to explain this to anybody who wasn't like a teenager or in the early 20s at that time. But Angelina Jolie was fucking everywhere and was viewed as one of the hottest bad girls you could ever fucking get. Oh, like, yeah. It, it, there it was attackers. A oh, yeah, my I was God. Like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. after, Dude, the, actually, after Hackers, I saw Gia and I was, I was done. Yeah. Oh, the, my the, God. The, the one that got me with her, all of those movies were good too, but she was even hot and gone in six, gone in 60 seconds. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. With the blonde hair. So, was, yeah. Beowulf came out in 1998. Uh, that, that version of Beowulf, but check it out. Guess what came out in 99, which was a huge hit. It came out before Star Wars made their money. It was South Park, bigger, longer, uncut. That oh, was yeah. a huge hit when they came out. Uh, Austin Powers Part 2 came out that same year. Like, that was a shit ton of huge fucking movies. I mean, oh, The Bone Collector came out that year. That was actually pretty good. Sleepy Hollow, which I really liked. Just banger after banger, pretty much, after that year. Could you imagine if you can go to in a time machine right now, with the knowledge that you have right now, to 1999? Oh, man. Like, how, how much better off your life would be? (laughs) <laughs> you know what I, mean? I actually know it'd be yeah. hard this is the problem with going back in time is like when you go back in time it's like you would try to like not make the same mistakes but there are certain mistakes that you'd probably have you to make, make to get it mm. to like where you still especially like when you have kids that's where it especially is important to like make sure you still had the kids with the person that you love you know mm. or yep. just having kids that you love with maybe not the person that you had them with but um yeah, it's like I want to do a lot of things differently, but also I love my kids. So yeah, yeah. Um, there's a, looks like there's a lot of shitty movies too that I completely forgot about. But one movie it didn't do that well, but I love this movie. I've seen it multiple times. It's fucking hilarious every time I watch it. Is Mystery Men, which I didn't know was actual based off an actual like it was based off of a graphic novel. Yeah, that movie's fucking hilarious. It's yeah. so good. It's so fucking funny. Ben Stiller stole that fucking movie, but it has yeah, that movie was fucking hilarious. Did he? Did he ever use his powers? I can't. I, I always have to feel like he didn't have he powers does. at all. And just he uses his powers at the end. No, he uses powers at the end because I guess it, he kicks into overdrive, but still, it's still pretty awesome. <laughs> all right, you got you guys basically ready to wrap it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, I agree. Mile came out in '99 too. I, yeah, mean, I, I remember that. First three movies I mentioned. There's a shit ton that year. Shit ton. All right, uh, old ninja. Since uh, you still got sandwich nut on your face, uh, what you got going? Uh, I'm actually packing to go to San Diego tomorrow morning. Actually, in a few hours. Oh, bro, you got a gun? Here. What's going on here? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm about to do my thing out there. Um. But yeah, we're, I'm uh, I'm going to San Diego tomorrow morning. Uh, heading down, we're driving down to the flying, so I'll be there probably Thursday night. But I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna watch like a show before, and I'm probably just gonna like pass out on the way. I did this to Cronus too. I told him I was gonna drive, and I fucking knocked the fuck out. Totally sorry, man. Dude, I'm used to I'm used to driving the whole way. I used to do it all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> I so the night before, cause so. To give context, this is the last year we went to um, Comic-Con, and I had been up all night 
and Crohn's had went to bed earlier before me, and I was still out in the streets. And by the time I got back out, I stayed up to pack and get ready. But then once we left Camp Pendleton, I knocked that fuck out. I was out. By the time I woke up, we were we were basically in San Jose. Yeah. So uh, that's probably going to happen again tomorrow. But I should be there. I'll probably link up with um, Prodigy and Cronus uh, probably Friday night-ish. Who, I'm there until Monday. Who are you coming so. down with? I'm coming down with my my uh, uh, melanin deficient friend. Okay. So, so what are you what are you down here for? <laughs> Just uh, like hang out? We're, we're hanging out. Yeah. Actually, other friends from across the country. We're all meeting in San Diego. Nice. Okay. So we're gonna go and hang out. And so uh, whoever makes it, it's basically whoever makes it makes it. So we're at, we're part of the people that are going to make it. So there's going to be like maybe two or three others, and we're just going to hang out. One of us is going to Padres game on Friday night, so we're gonna we're gonna be staying in the gas lamp as far as I know. Nice. We're just gonna be there just chilling for until like Monday morning. So okay. I'll probably run it. I'll probably I've I've been trying to link up with Cronus and and uh, Prodigy. I mean, we kind of tentatively picked Friday, but I'll have that whole weekend. So okay, it's good. Yeah, but will the, so that's that's my whole thing for this weekend. I'll be out, out and about, roaming around in pre San Diego, um, or pre Comic Con San Diego. There you go. You, you're spilling pre cum all over San Diego. What are you doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, hold on. That was your request. Let me read the email. I'm pretty sure that's what you requested. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Blue, what you got? Ah, oh, this weekend, this weekend. I'm still on that job search, so I've been applying for different jobs, trying to, you know, kind of get that income coming back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might start doing TaskRabbit again, just to kind of subsidize some of the some of the, some of the bills. <laughs> um, but this weekend, oh, uh, we're going. We might go visit some friends. Uh, one of our close friends, they just had a baby, so we're gonna go visit them. You know, meet the, the new little one. Um, I feel like uh, there's something else happening this weekend. I can't think of what it is. Um, oh, this past Saturday. So for Father's Day, one of my friends, um, one of my groomsmen from a bachelor party, he, he wanted to do like a barbecue for Father's Day. Well, like he, he texted the group saying like, hey, you know, if you guys want to come over for Father's Day, like come on over, we're doing a barbecue or not. But I didn't I did read the full text message because it said, well, I guess you come over on Saturday so we can celebrate Father's Day all together. And all I read was just barbecue and Father's Day. And I was like, okay, cool. So for Father's Day, one of the plans was to go over to his house. I was like, hey, man, should I bring anything? He's like, uh, yeah, the barbecue was yesterday. He's like, oh, shit, really? <laughs> so I missed out on that. But uh, yeah, this weekend, just you know, hanging out with friends, going to see the new little baby. Uh, little Bash is doing really well at potty training. Like He actually tells us when he has to go. Um, he'll, he'll even start walking to the bathroom himself. He just got to get down the pooping thing. Like, the, he's having a little issue with, with Poopy. But like for a while, he thought he was constipated, but eventually, like Monday, he just was like, you know what? I'm going to do what I got to do in, in my diaper. So, you know, we put, we put a diaper back on him so he can be more like relaxed because sitting on the potty and trying to poop, that, that takes a lot of concentration. And like, I kind of felt like maybe we're pressuring him to go poop. So now we just kind of let him do his thing. His thing. But he, he has the hang of it. His, his sticker board is full. So, he made it the full way, um, so he I mean, he's learning. He haven't had the, he only had an accident today, but that's mainly because he fell out. He fell off his chair, and I think he was holding it, just lost it. So uh. <laughs> that's unfortunate. But um, oh, I'm gonna start watching Secret, War, Secret Wars. The Invasion was released on Disney Plus today, so I'm definitely gonna check Secret that Invasion. 
Secret Invasion, okay. So, like, is it Secret Wars or is it Invasion? Like, I can't, I can't remember exactly the full fucking name. Secret Invasion, Secret Wars will be the movie. But I watched yeah, okay. it last night. I watched it this morning, I should say. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into that. Oh, yeah, Crota's watch finally watched yeah, Authority. I, I just remembered. I want to get his feedback on that, but uh, I guess maybe week. next week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crota, oh, she didn't speak on uh, Nintendo Direct or the Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo Direct either. They didn't. Uh, the main thing that they announced was like, there's a new Super Mario game, Super Mario Brothers uh, Wonder, RPG? which looks pretty good. Yeah, and, and yeah, RPG. That's a remake though. So, oh, oh, there's two separate games. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was, I thought they were both the same game. No, no. It was it was a quick one. It was like a bunch of like really small games that none of us play, like Pikmin Four and shit. So, oh yeah, I do not play Pikmin. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's it for me. All right, what you got, Cronus? Uh, a uh, real quick shout out to uh, Cape and Cowl Comics. They're doing a Cape and Cowl Con on August thirteenth at Gilman Brewery in Berkeley. So if you are up in the Ooh. Bay Area still, um, and you are a comic fan, uh, definitely hit up Cape and Cowl Comics all the time, and uh, go to their go to their con. Um, I'm glad that they're doing something like that. They give back to their community um, all the time, and I think it's really cool they're doing their own con. I wish that we were up there still, like all of us. To be there, but maybe I can work something out. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm gonna go. Hmm. I'm gonna try to go. Yeah, definitely go. If you, if you guys can go, you are all injured. Both of you guys can go up there. You know. Yeah, we'll see. I think it's uh that's super cool. Um, shout out to Eton. Um, yeah, I did want to talk about extra extraordinary. It was a great show, but I'll talk about it next week. Um, I think that is all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, I'll talk about it in more detail uh, next week as well, but that Black Mirror, Joan is awful. Really Fuck fun. yeah. Fuck yeah. That oh. shit was awesome. Comic-Con's coming up. Sorry, I forgot to talk about that. Setting up yep. Comic-Con. Pro- me and Project are going to be there. So yeah. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, Joan, Joan is awful. That, that shit fucked me up. Shout out <laughs> to Selma Hayek. Still sexy. Still bad. Mm-hmm. 90s star. Still got all that body. Um very much uh, still playing Diablo and trying to um, fucking just squeeze time in for a whole bunch of stuff. I've been doing a whole lot of goddamn working and shit, but it's going to be all good one way or another, and I still got my fucking fingers crossed for this live action One Piece. We'll see. We'll see. If it if it breaks the curse, I'm talking all kind of shit. Um, if, and I just want you to hear me, if you want to create a season two of interspecies reviewers. I'd like to see some chocobos in there. Have some chocobos, <laughs> fucking motherfucking, uh, you know, slime girls or something like that. Interspecies two reviewers, come holla at me. Hit hit me up in my DMs. Let's do it. That's all I got. Take us out, old ninja. Uh, <laughs> all right. Use your experience, black and black touch divinity. Thank you, podcast. On the internet, check us out anywhere with Bees and BTI. That's B-T-H-A-N-B-T-I. Anywhere and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Except for, on, I guess, on YouTube, we are Black and Black Tongue Infinity. Pretty easy to find us. Uh, check out our official website, binheadproductions.com. Or size Bees and BTI. We have a Discord. You can email us at BeesandBTI at gmail.com. Let us know you want to join or you want to be a part of the discussion. Uh, things keep heating up in there. It's getting more dank and getting more crazy some great ideas great discussions going on in there uh let us know if you want to be a part email us and on amazon we have an episode so you know when we go live download it then uh, put it to you there you go there you go don't choke on the chocobo nut uh one piece of ass oh damn <laughs>